Now you are cold. Oh, ho, ho. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Oh, shit, yes. Oh, shit, yes. So good. That sounds really good. That was the last copy I slapped. You get the giggles and you sound like a moron. Or the bowl after bowl guy. Spencer just says the fun stuff. They have some of the most soothing voices I've ever heard in podcasts. Listen, we may be a little high. Don't tell them we're high. Clothing is optional, but pot is not. Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. Dame DeLorean. Bowls and butts and bowls and bowls. Bowl after bowl. Lorian and Spencer. All right, I'll do it. Whatever, whatever turns you on. That's right. Whatever turns you on, that's what I'll do. Especially since it's uh, December 27th. 2022, and we're looking at a post-Christmas episode, bowl after bowl, number 215. I'm looking right here at my paper, and I even scribbled out the one and wrote two. Good job for 215. Look at that. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf, Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And uh, you're the bowl, where we really never learned to count that high, so it takes us a couple tries, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we got it. We got it. We got it. We got it. We're rolling along. Little holiday break, you know? That's right. But uh, it doesn't mean we're taking time off. No, we are live on that live item tag, uh, which is how you do the new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. Yeah, the bowl is lit. So lit. So lit. And lit's where you want to be at. So welcome and thank you for joining us. Streaming on stream.bullafterbull.com in all of the uh, live stream enabled podcast apps. That would be Podverse. That would be Curiocaster. And uh, who else? That's all. That's all I know for right now. I was going to say, there you go, starting a list. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That's all I know for right but, now. Yeah, just those two is all I can think of. Been saying that for a while. Uh, I've, I've heard Whispers of Fountains working on it. They're working on it. We're working on it. Yeah, I'm working on a lot of stuff, too. Working. <laughs> it's a bear market. This one we build. Just uh, tweet. We are building so much stuff. Oh, my God. Building so much stuff. We're building. So we're doing. We're building. Uh, I had a dream I was coding something. Build after build. I just I fucking never save changes and push uh, commits in my dreams, unfortunately. <laughs> so I wake up and that shit isn't even there. Womp womp. What's going on with that, huh? What's that all about? So what's that all about? Oh, man. Gotta make your dreams work for you a little harder. That's right. Well, you know, last week I talked about uh, going from crazy to lazy, crazy to lazy, and I was like, let's not get so lazy maybe this week, so. Um, huh? I thought you said you were going totally relaxed. Yeah, but then I kind of couched it, you know, throughout the show. I was gonna, I said, uh, mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe, maybe that's my problem. Maybe I go from... 
100 to 0, 100 to 0. Maybe if I like try to find that 80% steady, you know? Yeah. Whatever. But hey, I mean, we're doing a show. That's nice. Smoke some ribs. I looked up. Uh, smoke some ribs. I did smoke some ribs today. I looked at some uh, Noster stuff, so I'll talk a little more about that. Ooh. When we take it off chain. But damn, mostly been just taking it easy. This is one of the best Christmases I've ever had. Yeah. I feel like they get better every year. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. Um, this one was just, I don't know. It was good. Just good all around. It's nice to stay home, first of all. Just have it in, our, you know, in your own house. Which we, we've done most of the time, but I think it was last year we did it up north. Yeah. The kids opened presents here, and then we were like, okay, now we got to go. Yeah, yeah, that's go right. Go up to Pop's house, and they were like, but I want to play with my new toys. It was kind of a bummer. But I was like, hey, you got new toys up there, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this year we did get out of the house, but only to go to the neighbor's house, so. Yeah. It's a lot less involved. Yeah, and that was awesome, visiting with our elderly neighbor. Good to check in on him, and I haven't seen him since uh, old Sammy arrived, so we had to show him the new baby and give him his presents. You whipped up uh, your famous poor man's lasagna. Yeah. Your nan's favorite, famous. Now it's your famous. Yeah, we've put our own spin on it. Yeah. But I did. Cooked up some meat. Thank goodness the kitchen... Pipes unfroze in time for me to wash dishes and stuff because I cooked four pounds of beef and sausage. It was a Christmas miracle, man. They like uh, snap back to life. Yeah. Right. I don't really know why or how either. Right at the last moment. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Just like is the proper temperature. I'm also heating like the room directly below there, below the little mm. sink alcove, but I just have to replace that whole wall and insulation and everything. It's like... The kitchen floor, when you stand on it in socks or bare feet, it's like cold, right? You can feel the cold breeze on the kitchen floor. It's never good. That's just not good. Yeah. Good Mm. place for a Bitcoin miner. Yeah, you just tuck an S9 back (laughs) in there somewhere. That'll do it. That'll do it. What could go wrong? Probably nothing. That's a project. A build. Build after build. (laughs) We can build it. It's okay. (laughs) Bear market build, baby. At least rebuild the kitchen. Sink. Area. Oh man, it's just another thing to do. So much to do. That th- that place, oh, it's the kitchen could use new cabinets, completely new <laughs> subfloor, like everything is all fucked up in there. It's really rough. So, what are you gonna do? Just print it up. See, Dubs suggest I could just print the wall. What the fuck am I yeah. doing? Yeah, what, what are you doing? What am I doing? Control print the wall. Come Put on, that three D printer to use. Stop boomering and start three uh, D printing it. Hello. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, people in 3D printed houses, I don't know what they shouldn't throw. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I don't either, but... They shouldn't throw uh, errors. Mm. Maybe. It was a great Christmas. It was. Got everything I wanted. Yeah. Uh, and I got it before Christmas, <laughs> so that was good. So, like, on Christmas, I knew I was already set. Oh, Whoa. Jesus, I'm sorry about that. I always do that shit. Thank you. <laughs> Ah, Saroma, coming through. Thank you, Saroma. I'll adjust that shit Thanks. slightly. So the lessons in the next one's a little less jarring. I think in the post, uh, the nice thing about that, oh yeah, that's much more pleasant. Nice thing about it is Levelator kind of compensates and makes everything right, but my, my. Yeah. Well, we um, don't want to torture the live listening bowlers. Oh, I try not to. I try my best. I try my best. <laughs> Should have test-toked. <laughs> 
Uh, the thing is, I do test, and then the voicemail is also on that same channel. And so then when I test the voicemail, I turn that up to too loud for the for the booth sound. Oof. If only, if only Helipad uh, volume adjusted independently. That would be kind of cool. But really, it's my own fault. I should just make yet another channel. I could do it. I think there's a way. Hey, today's my great-grandma's birthday. Happy birthday, your great-grandma. Yeah. She's 87. Hot dang. I know. It's up there, man. It is. That is our neighbor we visited with on Christmas. He's 92 now. But man, he gets around. He does. Yes, he does. He doesn't give up. No. He just keeps on keeping on. And he has got a beaded curtain that puts this one to shame. Yeah, that's no doubt. That thing is straight out of the 70s. Yeah. Ours is straight out of like Alibaba or something. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking plastic Chinese thing. Yin Yangs, though. It's but Yin Yangs, yeah. It's our style, but he's got those like glass, like light blue beads. Yes. It's awesome. His house is just straight out of the 70s when you walk in there. It is. It's like a time capsule. It's very cool. The he kids has, loved it, too. He has a hilarious, uh, we didn't go down to the the lounge, the little lounge <laughs> bar he's got it set up down there, but he has like a, I don't know, it's like if you had a half-assed discotheca in your house. <laughs> Because he has like a little disco ball on the ceiling and his jukebox. And then there's like this, uh, there's this mannequin with no arms with a Rasta wig on and shit, like behind this bar. And he's got all kinds of bottles of liquor back there. And then he's got a uh, light switch. that's <laughs> like this dude in a trench coat. And he's like opening the trench coat and the light switch is like his wiener. <laughs> it's fantastic shit. I think I have a picture of it. I probably could post it. Cheers, cheers. Uh, Bully Steed and Rever Cybertrucker hitting us, so thank you. Yeah, thank you, bowlers. Yeah, be reading those shortly. Uh, what else do we have for for recaps? Um, well, now it's like Christmas do-over, because now we have different Christmas parties throughout this week. Yeah, my family's your catching family. up. My family's catching up on the Christmas stuff, so. Mom tomorrow and Dad Friday. Yep. Oh, got the girl's new laptops set up. Oh, yeah. I put, know. Five put, and three with laptops. It's pretty ridiculous, huh? Yeah, but they're doing good. We just put, like, school stuff on there, you know? Laptops for a purpose. That educational uh, system's on there. Learn my thing. Command line. <laughs> Command line comes, yeah, after learning how to read. It's yeah. An, it's an important prerequisite. So no alphabet, but now we got to learn putting those letters together and making words out of them before we can print directory. Our oldest did write a little note on the back of her ornament that she made for our neighbor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she wrote, love you, and then signed her name. Oh, that's sweet. Yep. And then I wrote Christmas 2022, just to date it, timestamp it. Oh, man. I got murdered when uh, C opened that that Coco Melon doll, man. Oh, yeah. She wanted... uh, (laughs) She wanted anything but Coco Melon, I think. Well, she got like everything she wanted. Both the girls did. And then your grandparents send us some stuff uh, all the time. Yeah, just random things. But then for Christmas, they really go all out. So they just mail boxes and boxes of pre-wrapped presents. And then we just uh, throw them all together under the tree. <laughs> Damn, man, when she opened that Coco Melon. <laughs> right when she saw his little tuft of hair up the top, she was like, this sucks. 
Oh, it killed me. I didn't hear her say, talking to herself about how much it sucked I until just heard, we watched the replay. I heard we like videotaped the, it. I heard like the third one or the fourth one. I heard. In real time. And that's when I started laughing. But she was like saying it. She said it sucks like four times <laughs> before I figured out what was going on. Yeah, she gets the oh, no. doll unwrapped, holds it up, and looks right at me and she goes, Cocomelon sucks. <laughs> that's what I heard. And I was like, hey, hey, like, that's a gift, man, you know? Yeah. I said, you have to be grateful and thankful for that. Just, you can't say those kinds of things, even if it's not something that you wanted necessarily, something yeah. you didn't want. But, you know, jeez. I uh, little gratitude. Clip. You clipped it? I had the clip. Oh, my gosh. See if I can uh, play the right one here. I gotta make sure but, also that I don't open it in audition because it's gonna work all of my uh Oh, the recording. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. I'm gonna make sure that it's uh routed correctly here. Uh and I wanna pre apologize because it's just the f- it's just the Canon handheld we have like a little Vixia camcorder. And so uh, <laughs> I have a couple of mics. I probably could mic it better, but I just never think about that shit. You know, you just I throw the goddamn camera on the tripod and just go you know and i'm like all right it's covered at least i'm sorry i was laughing because c-dubs posted in the chat a subreddit dedicated to why cocomelon sucks oh, called cocomelon haters <laughs> dude there's so many reasons but i'm sure we have good ones here let me see uh it doesn't have comedy like tom and jerry it big bad gay <laughs> Cocomelon sucks because PewDiePie said so, and it's a kids' channel, and kids' channels are for kids' YouTube, and they get their own little safe YouTube for themselves so they can be safe. Cocomelon has small pee-pee. Cocomelon has no pee-pee. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe she's in the legion of uh, Cocomelon haters. In fact, not maybe, definitely. Uh, here, here we go. Can you bring one for John? Sure. Whoa. That's dumb. Sometimes all of the things aren't what you expect, but you still should be thankful, okay? Wow, and uh, John's stepping all over that audio. And wrapping paper, like, that's the loudest thing. That's the problem with this built-in mic, is the wrapping paper is by far the loudest thing picked up. But yeah, the first time she said that sucks, you can, she just had a little pinhole open into it. She knew exactly what it was, I guess. You can tell what the point that we hear the the first one we hear because she said it a couple of times and we had no idea because I was talking to uh, Ray and John to get other presents. Yeah. Oh my god! And then she said, "Coco Bell, that sucks." Oh, yeah. Can you Coco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> 
movies. <laughs> I didn't hear the cocomelon fart at all. I was like totally oblivious. And then you can tell when we finally hear it. What? Can you bring one for John? Sure. Whoa. That's John. <laughs> Cocomelon sex. So yeah, that was damn funny. Yep. Because uh, that's the the Christmas lesson you got to learn really early is, you know, you still have, you know, you still have to show some gratitude. This, like This is the perfect mistake to make at home. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's a great, if they're not sitting in the room there while they unwrap it, it's like Cocobelt sucks. Oh, my God. You know, they learned another important lesson this week. Yeah. You have to aim your straw wrapper very carefully. <laughs> oh, my God. We went, we stopped at a restaurant. Uh, the other day, it was this old school drive-in diner. Mm-hmm. It was neat. So we stopped there, and our oldest, she decides to shoot her straw at me, but she did it quite carelessly, and it went right past me and hit a lady two booths back, and uh, boy, she was embarrassed. She didn't even, the lady didn't notice, but the waitress was standing like right at our table. Yeah. And the paper just zooms off. And like, I tried to ninja catch it, but it was just like totally unexpected. I wasn't ready for it, you know? Same. And then I have to have like the conversation, you know, and be like the bad guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the moron that taught him to blow straws across the room. Of course. And, you know, I mean, I taught him to hit each other right in the face. You're not supposed to blast people in the next booth. <laughs> but now I got to be like, all right, well, you got to be sneaky. You can't just do that when the waitress is sitting there, mm-hmm. you know? You're going to get in trouble. You're going to get me in trouble. Everybody's, come on. Man. That's littering. <laughs> come on. Uh, friendly fire. Yeah. What else this week? Oh, what else did we have? Uh, a couple of eggs got frozen. Oh, yeah. We solved the water frozen problem, which was, obviously the water was freezing. Hello. Oh, we had this big cold snap. I don't know if you may have heard about it, but what was it, like nine below? Yeah, that was as low as it went, it was I low, believe. As low as it got, but man, when it gets that With the low, wind chill. Inner inner pipes freeze, all the kitchen pipes freeze up. And turns out chicken water, man. So I've been switching the chicken water out and bringing just like a thawed out one each day, putting it in there. But we got this heated base, which has a thermostat in it, so it only kicks on when the temp dips below 35. Then it kicks on and it heats your metal watering tray so no frozen water ever since it says it's effective all the way down to 10 degrees i think that's right 10 degrees fahrenheit so temperatures still were below that but we got like so there were two days that were sub-zero and then we got it at the tail end of that uh we got it at the tail end of that sub-zero day so we put it there that night, and then the next day it wasn't below 10. And it also, I, you know, when I walked out there the next day, it was all thawed out. It was all water in there instead of ice. So the birds were happy for that. They were pissed off at me today, though, because every time I add straw, which I got to do often, every time I add straw, they go in there and they kick it all around and scratch it out of the coop. They, like, dig all of it out of the coop and into the run. And they're just looking for bullshit that might be hidden in there. They think there's some kind of treasure in there. And it's like, you bitches, this is in here to keep you clean and warm. Yeah. It's freezing as fuck out here. 
why are you kicking the straw out of the door? So, yes, or it was earlier today when I added straw, and I also found these frozen eggs that bummed me out, but the eggs froze and expanded, and they just busted. Oh. So they were frozen hard solid, but they were also cracked. Cracked open. And they were not usable. Yeah. So I got rid of them, but, and there was only two that did that. The other ones were fine. Good. But I added the straw and they were already poking their heads in there, like ready to wreck it. Uh-huh. So I just shut the coops. I just shut the boxes. Yeah. Like, no, you guys don't get to go in the coops. Yeah, you can forget about just it. i to leave the straw in there. And then I figured like at night when they went in there to sleep, like I'd let them in, you know? Yeah. But then, thank God I was out smoking today or I would have totally spaced it out. When I step out, all of a sudden, they're just like flapping around all angrily. They're like flip, flip, flap, flip, flip, jumping around and smacking their wings on the side of the runs and stuff. I was like, what is going on? And then I went around, oh yeah, the coops are both shut. I did that one day last week too, like three or four days ago, but I only shut one side because um, I only filled one side. The other side was looking okay, and then the one side was just totally bare. They'd taken all the straw out. Mm. And so I just refilled that side and shut that side's door, and then all eight of them packed into the other coop at the, at the end of the night. <laughs> I don't care. They'll just jam in there. It's astounding they all fit. Yeah. They just, I'm guessing four just sit on top of the other four. I have no idea how it works. They just cram in there. That's nice and warm, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're crazy, man. Crazy, Crazy-ass chicken. They're a lot of fun. I'm glad that we took on the chicken adventure. No doubt. I surprised you with a, with a present. It yes, was- my favorite Christmas present this year, the electric tea kettle. Got your old tea kettle, man. Little yeah. S- little built-in steeper so we can make like multiple cups of tea. Right, because one cup of tea is not enough. Right, and then you got And to... then you have to go through steeping cup by cup. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the way I've lived my life so far. No longer. No. Nah. No, this thing is beautiful, too. Up. It is pretty. It's got this LED... Uh, color indicator that glows the whole kettle like red when it's heating up and then green when it's ready to go and steep timers built in very high tech very fancy fancy yeah i'm glad you're drinking tea with me too though because it would be too much tea being made if it was just me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you gotta have a uh little tea army dude it's good for your soul tea army uh speaking of armies got an army of bowlers out there yeah, we do. Sending in their support, sending in their value for this Value for Value show. Uh, week after week, bowl after bowl, they keep on cranking it in. So we very much appreciate that because uh, we sitting here on our end of the bargain, cranking it out. So that's the whole beauty of the Value for Value, you know. We put the value into the show every week. We say it's yours, evaluate it, tell you, uh, tell us if it's worth something to you. Tell you, tell us the value. Because value, really, it's it's just a subjective question you know and they had a great discussion on the last uh, podcasting 2.0 about this um i say the last and now uh, i'm not maybe if may have been two fridays ago but i think it was the last one i think it was on the 23rd when i was discussing value for value and i always get sucked in every time uh, adam and dave i can even miss a couple of uh shows but then like if there's a value for value discussion for some reason the universe just puts it on in my ear. I think you had it going, actually. Yeah, I was playing it in my back pocket from my phone, walking Mm -hmm. around. That's right. And it was the the last day of my doubles week. 
and I didn't have an evening teach. I just had the the AM class, and I got those guys out to their winter break a little early, and then it was in time to listen to that value for value discussion course. I think they were discussing some new um, Bitcoin magazine article, right? That discussed value for value. So, oh yeah, versus like a lightning paywall of sorts, right? And I just. I have to agree and get behind, and I, th- I think it can't be understated that this this whole paywall system, it just requires, as soon as you're required to price your stuff on the end, you lose on both ends of the spectrum. Like, So the beauty of value for value is we say, bowlers, what's the value? It's all, everyone's different. It's all different for everybody. And I can't tell you what what this is worth to you. That's something I need you to tell me, right? Like, I just need you to tell me, because I don't know. I'm asking you. That's the whole proposition. That's the ask. Uh, people are like, oh, John and Adam, begging for money again. But they're just asking you, and they're reminding you, like, the show is worth something. We're just, we haven't heard from people like we usually hear from, and we're asking what it's worth. Like, it's just a reminder thing. And it's that cultural reminder that it's so hard to grasp and wrap your head around. Like, you have to participate on both sides of the value proposition and the value exchange before you can really start to get it. You know, if we weren't Damon Knight, it wouldn't make sense or click at all. Like, we wouldn't believe in this thing like we do. We wouldn't understand this thing like we do unless we go across to meetups all the time. Like, it's so much more than just a dollars and cents thing. It's so much more than just a sat number on a, on a screen. It's it's an aggregate of so many things. Like that's a big chunk of it, but it comes in the form of voicemails. It comes in the form of text. It comes in the form of links to stories. It's everybody hanging out in the chat. It's songs. Hey, citizen, recording a song yeah. and sending it in. It's all these different things that come together that you can't really put an overall overarching number on. You know, and write it down and send it to your accountant at the end of the year because some of this stuff is just without a number. Which is great. It's uh, it's what makes the whole thing work. It's what makes the whole thing less. And because it coalesces so well, we think it's very important to thank people up front at the beginning of the show. And that's why we do what we do. That's why that's our format. And uh, only one person so far uh, since we started doing it has been like, why do you do it up front? But it was a new person who never really stuck around, you know? Mm. And so I... I we always consider it. We always consider changing the format or what could it be like. But uh, for the core and everyone else, you know, in the discussion, we think it's important, and so that's why we highlight it up front. I did take a peek at the PayPal, which you can reach by hitting the donate button at the bottom of any of the bullafterbull dot com pages. Uh, but this week, crickets on the PayPal, which is mainly due to everybody being kind of transitioned over for the most part to the podcasting 2.0 boosts and boostograms. Um, and I will say a lot of the PayPal weight is carried by sustaining subscriptions, which really helps out because the PayPal is also, it's like this bull after bull business account. So I just I hook up all the expenses to that too. You know, all the monthly bills come out of there automatically. And then there are sustaining monthly uh, stonators out there who keep the PayPal cranking through. So that's a kind of a convenience factor thing there. Uh, but we also have a future proof system. People are participating in, you heard the bowls, cra- uh, the balls, I should say, 
Here the ball is smashing down some pins earlier in this show. Yeah, don't roll your bowls down the lane. That's please. right. Just your balls, not your bowls. Then you can uh, <laughs> really check out that pin action. And look at this pin action. Oh. Uh, so we do have some pin action from the bowlers, including, I always like to start at the fade out, 1420 from Harv Hat. Woo. He always hits us on that fade out of the show. And so I always know uh, where I should start. 1420, he came out of Boost CLI, which is a command line application where you can boost sovereignly from your own node without any middleman directly to the shows you love. Uh, if you really, really, really want to be direct and you run your own node, you can open a channel directly to... Actually, you could have a channel to either mine or Lorian's node, and we each have a channel, or we have a mutual channel that's feeless between us. So connecting a channel to one or the other essentially gets you to be able to boost both of us without any fees. And you could do that through Boost CLI. You can find that in other of these new podcast apps. If you take all your clothes off and go to nudepodcastapps.com. Simple as. Uh, next up, we got a row of candy canes here. 77777. Woo! From C. Brooklyn, 112. Thank you, C. Brooklyn. And he says, bowlers, candy cane boost. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you for the candy canes. We also had 15420 coming in from Fountain. Did I mention that last one was from CurioCaster? Now you did. Because uh, maybe I didn't, but CurioCaster.com was C. Brooklyn's boost. Uh, 15420 sats from Quirk S. All right. She came in out of Fountain. And she says, congrats, sats, and post-show props, Wolferinos. The trajectory of your well-earned streaming success is absolutely incredible. Oh, well, thank you, Quirkass. Greenheart, 100, Purple Heart, Leaf, Wolf. Beautiful. I think she's referring to uh, our, our post-NA play that we got. Last, That's right. Last Thursday. So I appreciate Sir Ryan Bimrose queuing us up right after the big show. Um... When we Dundee done the internet. Dundee done the internet. I went back and listened to Adam's announcement of that. Because he was like, uh, I, I had no idea it was coming, nor did I hear it live because I was in the uh, in doubles mode, teaching doubles. So I was dead to everyone. Just kind of down here in the cave. The cave of learning. And yeah, that was pretty funny. He was like, I'm not sure if it's live, but it might as well be live because these guys are crazy. Uh, he's always calling us crazy, so. Oh. He must know. Running with scissors and such. Yeah, you know. The usual. Mad lads. Uh, 3438 coming in from Billy Bones out of Fountain. He just Uh says, T-Y-F-Y-C. Thank you, Billy Bones. Thank you for your cannabis. (laughs) Oh, well, you're welcome. You're quite welcome, Billy Bones. Uh, Billy Bones, the great Billy Bones from A Walk Through the Mind. Check him out. We'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, 4269 from Harv Hat just 39 minutes ago. He's uh, rolling them balls and pins in fresh. And uh, no note, just the boost. Uh, He knows when we're going live, and he just always slaps us at the beginning with a live boost. 4269, again, out of Boost CLI. Boosting from his own node. Uh, One, two, three, four sets from Oma. That's Sir Oma to you. He says, just trying to have me some fun. My sister's a nun. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't didn't do that right. I didn't, because I I didn't realize where it was going. Referencing a pre-stream song. Thank you, Sir Oma. Little illegal smile there. The singing booster games are the best. Just trying to have me some fun. My sister's a nun. Hot dog buns. Some shit like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, sir. Gotta love it. Uh, you also gotta love 13,500 sats from Bully Steed. Woo! Thanks, Bully Steed. Ollie, uh, also, Ollie, I'm reading ahead here and it's messing my brain up. Imagine that. My brain is usually such a <laughs> sharp machine. <laughs> uh, 13,500 out of the Fountain app. Thank you. And uh, Bully says, T-Y-F-Y-C, Bully Steed. Oh, Bully Steed. Bully Heck Steed. yeah. There you go. Look at that pin action. And look at this pin action. Oh. Well, thank you. For I love your, that. Thank you for your crushing on the lanes. Appreciate that. Uh, 10,000 sats from Rev Cyber Trucker. Look at him come through. All right. Thank you, Rev. Big time. Appreciate you. And uh, he said, filling up the boost bar. And then he has one coming through right away. 10,000 sats from Fountain. Rev, Rev Cyber Trucker again. He says, reboost. This one better go through. Uh-oh. Oh, oh they, they both came. They both came. Sometimes it takes a while, man. You boost that, and then it's like spinning, and then it's like error, but then somehow it worked out afterwards. And what's up with that? I don't know. What can happen? What can happen? But it uh, looks like they both came through, so we appreciate it twice. Yeah. Twice is nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh next up. Thirty-three thirty-three. That's from N4VX at NoagendaSocial.com. You can find him. He's coming in Curiocaster as well. Curiocaster.com. He says episode after episode, 2023 and beyond. Oh yeah, you know it. That's right. This is gonna keep going. Keep cranking along. Keep cranking along. Uh, 10101 Sats coming in. You just heard it two minutes ago from C Dubs. He's on that Boost CLI, the father of the app itself, Boost CLI. And uh, he says, PayPal smells. Thank you. Appreciate the boost. <laughs> Appreciate the boost. Yes, you can be smell free and sovereign with Boost CLI. Look at that. So it's a great way to go. Uh, and then you just heard it as I was speaking uh, 26 seconds ago, in fact. Our man Booberry. Boobs. Boobs sends a six 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 sats. Oh. The devious little punk man. And uh that's also at a boost CLI, by the way. And he sends us a MP3. I love hitting the blind MP3s. Boost me all night long. Oh, I love it. Oh <laughs> yes. Damn, why is this not on my board? I love it. Move it straight over. Yeah, boost me all night long. Boost me all night long. don't mind if i do well thank you sir appreciate you uh appreciate you very much blueberry of behind the schemes which you can check out on monday nights right after hog story and uh both shows by the way they had great ones i'm reading about them and i'm very excited to listen to them but uh the hog story was a little different they had serpent on and um it was just fletcher and serpent talking about different skills that they want to have or wish to have and do have and have uh, gained over the years. And then, of course, Boobier and Lavish did a uh, XXXmas special, which I'm all hot and bothered to uh, put into my ear holes. So those are both in my queue. I always get the uh, Zozobi substack, Zozobi's corner there, or Zozo's corner, excuse me. Why am I saying Zozobi? Because you're trying to be technical. Zosobi, Booberry, Freak of Hazard, Mothman and the Miniocalypse, and the Horror of Yig. 
Maybe it we is. want to get real technical. <laughs> Maybe this is Sophie's corner. Now I'm like triple uh, retarded, basically. So what I get when I when I try to talk on a podcast, just retardation. And yet here I am, keeping them coming, keeping them coming. Well, thank you for keeping them coming, bowlers. We really appreciate it. And uh, it's more than just boosts and PayPal's. That's right. There's lots of ways to contribute value. The simplest of which is to just pass the bowl yeah. to a friend or someone who might enjoy it. Pass it on the left-hand side. Puff twice, then pass. You can contribute your talent, and there's a very easy way to do that, too, and that's by leaving a voicemail. Every week, we have a first-time-I-ever topic. If you need, uh, you know, something to talk about. And this week, the topic is the first time I ever sent a text. All you have to do, if you want to contribute, is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 And the play of voice That's right. We'll play it. We don't screen it beforehand. So, And if you've never texted in your life, you could text for the first time you ever texted to the text line. That's right. Same, same number. Same number. Takes text too. So there you go. Takes text too. Takes text too. Say yeah. that three times fast. Mm, just the one's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me too. Uh, same with the baby. Well, he's got an opinion, I guess. Uh, he's probably saying that we should move on into the next segment that we like to call. Yeah, I really want to build a node. Uh, Reflash seems to be great. Node report. Uh, the node is back to a few thousand forwards on peak days. Nice. So that's all nice. It was just a couple of uh, weeks there where I was getting hammered with forced closes and not getting any forwards and generally just wanting to rip my hair out. But this reflash, for some reason, that was the one, I guess. So It's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. Christmas miracle, indeed. So we're back at that. I was peeking into the Noster thing because, um, yeah, I brought it up a couple of shit stains in a row now and... People have been chattering about it. We talked about Jack's big uh, 14 Bitcoin grant to Fiat Joff's Little Noster Foundation. And Fiat Joff splitting that in half and sending it to another uh, supposedly rival foundation. Although I think that uh, many of the Noster developers are not hostile toward each other, at least. Uh, they're kind of competing on the same team of. Get, trying to get some Noster adoption going, but it's kind of cool to, I guess, separate those concerns and especially the money out uh, so this foundation can work on their own things and that one can work on their own stuff and it's all uh, somewhat independent, independent of one another. So yeah, all the chatter and uh, then they had a lengthy discussion of it on the latest podcasting 2.0, so I had to go check it out. And yeah, the Noster thing, it stands for... Uh, I think notes and other stuff transponded by relays. Something like that. It's not transponded. I should get the goddamn uh, acronym correct. But essentially, it wants to be a 
decentralized Twitter replacement, Twitter alternative. Notes and other stuff transmitted by Relays. Thank you. Uh, like many of the decentralized uh, platforms, it's kind of leaning on this censorship-resistant idea. Nice. And the pitch is no shadow bans, no bans at all, no ads, no algorithms or weird techniques to keep you addicted, no feed that uh, is tailored to kind of drive engagement. It's just a actual historical feed in the order that it was received. It lays out some problems with the other... If you go to their GitHub, by the way, I'll have a link in the show for show notes for the GitHub. Noster-protocol slash Noster. N-O-S-T-R, by the way, because everything in tech, we have to pull some uh, vowels out of there. And it says the problem with Mastodon is that the user identities are attached to domain names controlled by somebody. Mm. And that somebody who owns the server can ban you just like Twitter. They can block out other servers. They can kind of put together their own little fiefdom. And really the great part about Mastodon is you just get a great server. Or you get a great uh, uh, a great moderator, a great admin who isn't going to subject you to his own whims. And we have a really great one over at notagendasocial.com in Aaron or who runs that server. But you know, there's a lot to be said about if you make an account on an instance and then you're kind of beholden to the whims of the admin of that instance. And what we've seen a lot in Macedon is some servers kind of fizzle out and people walk away. And essentially it has the same effect as banning everybody when the server just goes down one day because it's not maintained anymore. And everybody who had an account, it's like, now you don't, you know, because you stored all that on their server. And that's, you know, of course, if you don't run your own server, you don't back things up. There are ways to counter all of these arguments, but they also involve work. You know, they involve doing it yourself. Uh, also, they point out there's no clear incentives to run servers, so therefore they be, tend to be run by enthusiasts and people who want to have their name attached to a cool domain. Then users are subject to the uh, despotism of a single person, which is often worse than that of a big company like Twitter, and they can't migrate out. So, you know... There's gripes with uh, a lot of the different decentralized alternatives to Twitter so far, and so Noster aims to be kind of more of a protocol than a platform. And I'm just barely dipping my toes in it. It's it's very early, and you can tell the way I got started. So there's several ways to get started, but really you just have to have a private key, public key, key pair. And Albi Wallet can actually make one for you right in the settings. So that's how I did mine. If you go into Albi and you hit settings, there is a Noster uh, section in the Albi Lab part of the settings. And you just hit generate and it makes a private key. And the good advantage about that is then there's not any kind of other app storing your, your private key. You just keep it in, in the Albi Wallet itself. So you don't have to paste your private key into any kind of client. If you want to use Noster, essentially you have to pick a client and then let it know a public key to associate you with and then sign your uh, post with the private key that corresponds. So I don't know. I put a profile out there. I got a couple of couple of uh, posts. Followed Adam and Gigi and um, one Casey Bitcoiner so far. Cool. Jack Mahler's Brian of London, Odell, Jack, 
the usual suspects. I don't know. I'm just adding people as I see them. Adam said a lot of people he knows are on there. So I'm trying to find like a lot of people. I didn't, I haven't like done a deep dig, you know, but it was, it was kind of quiet looking so far. And it feels like, so by the way, I'm using Astral as my client, the only <laughs> client that I've had the chance to look at so far. I'm totally open to suggestions of other clients or other apps I should interact with using Noster. Um, if you have a Noster, let us know. Boost us your Noster public key. We'll give you a follow. But so far, it's kind of it's kind of making me feel boomery. <laughs> I'm clicking around here, you know. The it's weird how they do f- like what am I trying to say? Threads. It's weird how threaded conversations go because you'll see a reply and then it'll be like uh, a reply to and it'll have a link to the original post. So then you have to click on that to kind of get the feed loading up. But it's kind of coming together. I'm kind of understanding some of it. I'm excited to see where it goes because you can feel like, oh, surely there's more coming where you can favorite things and do other stuff. There's a lot of... This is the the problem right now, though, like right in the moment because it's so new. There's just this wall of uh, different apps you can try and it's just kind of like, well, go out and pick one. It's kind. It's almost like podcastapps.com, really, if you think about it. Um so while it's a little bit tough to get into and you're kind of overwhelmed by like, oh shit, where do I turn? What should I start with? That also kind of gives me a little bit of hope in that it's definitely more protocol oriented than just like, oh, it's a Noster thing and you can use Noster by going to Noster and make a Noster account. Like the thing is you have to spin up a, a key pair and then associate a profile with that key pair. Cool thing is you can do that endlessly. So you can have another key pair that's another identity or another account or whatever. You know, you can make as many as you want. Mm. Um, you can use different clients with that same identity too. So if you have a key, um, a public-private key pair, you can get on, you don't just have to use one client the whole time. So you can do that with Macedon and Pleroma instances too use multiple clients but it's just pretty cool um how it's set up at least so far it feels cool it just there's that adoption question you know of like it's only going to be as cool as the aggregate coolness of everyone using it so it's, it's early stages but it's it's interesting we'll keep an eye on it no doubt ah oh, what else happening in the world of the coin um interesting news with core scientific I don't know if you saw this one. Core Scientific market cap, they've been getting their ass kicked in the past year. They've lost more than 98% of their stock value. Oof. They are the largest uh, publicly traded Bitcoin mining firm in the world, and they are now filing for a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Just like uh, another one bites the dust kind of situation. And there's many reasons, but... uh, it's just kind of the perfect storm. It's like this too big to live situation, kind of in the opposite of too big to fail, where these guys are just so overextended with their with their money and with their books. They are generating a positive cash flow, but it's not enough to repay the financing debt owed on leased mining rigs. Ooh. 
and the company plans to continue operating normally while reaching a deal with senior security note holders who hold the majority of the company's debt. They had warned previously that uh, common stockholders could potentially suffer a total loss of their investment, but maybe not if the overall industry turns around. The problem is just overextended. They leased all of these mining rigs at the peak, and then when when you're mining on borrowed miners and you've paid too much money for those borrowed miners, and then the price keeps dropping as the global hash rate keeps increasing, it's just this huge squeeze where you're getting pushed in one direction by the price down, and then you're getting pushed in the other direction by the global hash rate up. And so as more plebs and more uh, smaller rigs and miners come on, the difficulty rate goes up, and if you're a big mining company, your percentage overall still goes down, which if you've got a certain nut that you have to meet every month that will catch up with you over time in too much of a bear market. Mm. You'll own nothing and be happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lease your Bitcoin miner. The company also disclosed it would not make debt payments due in late October and early November, and creditors are allowed to sue for non-payment. Oof. And yes, the company has cited decreased Bitcoin prices, increased electricity costs, which is just another piece of the puzzle, and an increase in the global Bitcoin network hash rate as contributing factors to its financial difficulties. Uh, market cap has gone from $4.3 billion last July all the way down to $78 million, uh last Tuesday. Wow. So by last July, I mean last year, July of 2021. Yeah, from the peak to the streets, man. Pretty crazy. But, From the cocaine to the shit stain. But the plebs shrug it off and keep going, and so does Bitcoin in general. You know, it's uh, it's it's just not designed, or it's not. It's funny, like the the whole protocol and the system. It's it's not designed to be able to give you this short term mentality or this humongous takeover type of reward. You know, you got to be in the trenches during these bears, and if you're if you're leased out and you're borrowing the future in expectation of the price staying the same short term, then things can go south, man. Things can go south. Uh, Albi threw out a new release, 1.21.0, and they've got a new WebLN slash WebBTC interface, which is neat. It's uh, making it easier than ever to build a full Lightning Web application and access the LND and CLN APIs. And I'm really excited to check this out. I wonder if we can hook some stuff into these website plans that we have. No complicated node access or macaroons or gRPCs. It's now all simple JavaScript APIs. And full Lightning apps can be deployed as simple JavaScript web apps. Hey, my React boys. Uh, Albi's permission system gives the user full control. The user decides which API calls and what information should be accessible to the specific web app. So I'm excited to do a deeper dive into that. But that's fresh out the bag. Released uh, just before Christmas on the 21st. Nice. Fantastic, right? Fantastic. This one's a little bit older, but it came up again in discussion. And I just thought it was kind of hilarious. Twitter announces a policy banning promotion of other social platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, Macedon, Truth Social, Tribal, Post, Noster. These are the thing that... uh, Oh, and also link aggregators, like linktr.ee. Oh, yeah. Linktree. Yeah, they don't want any of that. can't post those on the 
water? They don't want any of that, yeah. Mm. They were explicitly named. At both the tweet level and the account level, we will remove any free promotion of prohibited third-party social media platforms, such as linking out to any of the below platforms on Twitter or providing your handle without a URL. Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, True Social, uh, Treble, never heard that one, Post, and Noster. Uh, it's like a fuck you to Jack almost with the Noster thing. Third-party social media link aggregators such as Linktree and Linkbio. Examples, follow me at username on Instagram, username at mastodon.social. <laughs> Check out my profile on Facebook, facebook.com slash username. Just wrecked. Notice they don't mention uh, OnlyFans. Huh. I thought that was kind of interesting. That is kind of interesting. I wonder if promoting OnlyFans uh, even violates this policy at all. I mean, they're not explicitly mentioned as a prohibited platform. So who knows? Yeah. Social platforms. That's the terminology they used. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Pro- and Patreon. Not uh, on there. Prohibited third. We will remove any free promotion of prohibited third-party social media platforms. And then it says prohibited platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, Truth Social, Tribel, Tribal? T-R-I-B-E-L. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck that one is. Post and Noster. Mm-hmm. They specifically say Mastodon, but they don't say Pleroma. Pleroma? I don't know. They, uh, it seems like it's just a dumb policy in general. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. What are you bitching about? Quit your bitching. Click, clicks is clicks. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? That's why I'm not on the bird shite. The FTX drama marches on. Two of the former executives pled guilty to criminal charges, including that uh, trollish-looking girl, Carolyn Ellison, who uh, I guess was facing like 110 years of prison time Mm. before this plea deal. So she did the plea. Woe is me, I take the plea kind of thing. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So Carolyn Ellison is one of the ones that bit the dust. Also, uh, Gary Wang who was a co-founder of FTX, also pled guilty to charges from U.S. prosecutors. And uh, SBF himself, he was asked not to enter a plea last Thursday. He had previously acknowledged risk management failures at FTX, but he says he doesn't believe he has criminal liability. Oh. Um, it, uh, the world he believes is probably an interesting one. His defense lawyer, Mark Cohen, declined to comment, and he's... Basically, sitting around in his parents' house, who, you know, all the, it's it's really weird. He's released on a $250 million bond, right? And I don't really know exactly how this shit works and how it all breaks down. But essentially, he's just in home confinement at his parents' house, sitting in the basement in Palo Alto. So, like, probably fine. Maybe has an ankle bracelet on. And just the equity in their house was actually all that was put up. So everywhere it's like $250 million bond, $250 million released. But from what I, like when you're reading the print, when you read the actual story, it's just like, oh yeah, his mom and dad picked him up and put their house on the line, which is like a $4 million house or something. Hmm. So this $250 million number, like, it just keeps getting repeated, but there's not really... I don't see any evidence that there are $250 million sitting anywhere for his bond. But, yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens to that guy. 
he thinks he's pretty good, I guess. He thinks he's all right. So yeah. We'll have to see. Uh, over on Breached, uh, right before Christmas, last Friday, the uh, uh, the user Ryushi has posted uh, a breach of Twitter data. Big bad breach that supposedly he's been sitting on for like a year. Some API vulnerability that uh, I think was fixed last year. But he's basically saying, hey, Twitter, you can buy this for me exclusively. I'll delete this thread and I'll never sell this data again. Uh, or we could release it and you'll be paying $276 million in GDPR fines to the European Union mm. for uh, this data breach. I guess that uh, Facebook already had to pay a similar fine. So I don't know. It's crazy. Basically, if you, uh, due to the European privacy law GDPR, if your users like, get data breached and it gets released publicly, like they find your ass mm. pretty nuts. Pretty crazy. Yeah. That's lame. Wouldn't he said, be, uh, doing uh, business there. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. He said in his post, Twitter or Elon Musk, if you're reading this, you're already risking a GDPR fine over 5.4 million breach. Imagine, uh, 5.4 breach. Uh, he says imaging the fine of 400 million users breach. Oh my God. It's very poor English. He might, he might've used a scrambler too. I don't know. There are little tools you can put your text in and it kind of like does an AI wipe to change the language and it also inserts errors in weird spots. It's supposed to make you like even more anonymous. Sure. It's supposed to confuse like uh, the machine learning programs that can put together a profile of the way you type and the way you talk, you know. So I always wonder when I see poor English from hackers if that's part of it. Your best option to avoid paying 276 million USD in GDPR breach fines like Facebook did due to 533 million users being scraped is to buy this data exclusively. Uh, of course, best practice when using Twitter is not to link a phone number to your account. So this is uh, account plus associated email plus associated phone number. So good luck. <laughs> good luck, Twitterese. Yeah. Uh the only Twitter we have left is the bull Twitter, and uh, it's associated with the bull number, which we want you to call. So, you know. Go ahead. No, no. Pull after bull. Put it in the bathroom Spencer, stalls. Bull after bull. Spencer at bullafterbull.com. 816-607-3663. There we go. I saved you the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. But yeah, uh, pretty, pretty quiet overall. Things marching on. Some stories that continue to develop, like the FBI. Um, the binky, whatever. Binky, the fuck. yeah, yeah. Big binky, he's big he's, bad binky. Big bad binky's in timeout for for not two hundred and fifty million dollars. It seems, but yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what develops there, if anything. You'll stay on top of it. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm on top of the thirty threes. Oh hell yeah! It was a holiday though, so things were slow. But did you know this was the coldest Christmas in 33 years? I did not. Tell me more. That's according to the news leader out of Florida, where the temperature fell to 40 to 45 degrees. Poor Florida. Oh, man. <laughs> 40 to 45 degrees? Man, that's... It looks like in some parts with the wind chill, it was 10 degrees. You don't even have to worry about your chicken water freezing, man. Right? What's that all about? What's that all about? I don't know. So what's that all about? I haven't been uh, taking notes on the temperature of Christmases. It seems like every handful of years we get a bad one. Uh, people just come out of the blue when it gets really cold for two days and they think they're making like political points. 
I saw CSB doing that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He was like, oh, American make fun of Europeans for being cold in winter, but now you are cold. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> and he's like making some kind of like uh, scoring political points on the whole um natural gas crisis in Europe, you know, as though, as though because it was cold here for two days, there's no natural gas crisis in Europe, you know, I'm like, okay, man, weird flex, but all right, it, yes, it indeed was very cold here for two days. Yeah, but it's going to be 50 degrees tomorrow, I hear. Yeah. So. Yeah, which I don't know if there's also the other side of that political point to be scored or if that's just ignored when it gets back to 50 degrees. <laughs> So stupid. People are like, oh, the weather the weather confirms my narrow uh, worldview. Yes, yes. Let's uh, confirm our opinions with weather. That's good. <laughs> C-Dub oh, says 50 degrees is still cold as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's SoCal talking right now. 50 degrees is tropical after what we've been 50 through. 50 degrees now. is t-shirt with a sweater weather. I will be running around butt-ass naked in 50 degrees. No problem. <laughs> I've done it before. No problem. Detroit issued their first 33 adult-use marijuana retail licenses under their recreational ordinance. Wow, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit Rock City. They just have the draft ready to rock for like when the 33rd application got posted or what? Well, they they stopped. So they could have given out 40 licenses. Uh, They gave out uh, 20 would be equity and 20 would be non-equity applicants. And so they gave out 20 equity licenses, and then they only gave out 13 non-equity, and they said that all the other applicants tied with their score, and that the score was too low to receive a license. So this round, they're only giving 33 out of the potential 40 licenses. I smell a rat, dude. Yeah, it's a good number to stop on. Oh, yeah. Everyone else tied and also tied below the threshold. Wow. Isn't that... Suspicious. It makes me scratch my chin a little bit, yes. Yeah. And Detroit, man, they've been, uh, this has been an up- upward battle for getting recreational going. Because, of course, they had two separate lawsuits filed against this. But the judge ultimately upheld the city ordinance, yeah, and now it's rocking and rolling. Never going to go anywhere. Yep. So, uh, round two of giving out licenses will start in 120 days. Love those down. stipulations that they write into these things. Getting my uh, license advent calendar ready. I guess there were 20 other licenses they could have given out. 10 for micro-businesses, which is the lovely name they've given to Ma and Pa stores. Oh, I thought it was going to be like uh, food trucks, but for weed. <laughs> could be, could be. That's a micro-business. A very small space where you sell things. <laughs> um, or consumption lounges. What was the other one? Weed bars. You know, they had 10 licenses to give out for cool lounges, and they didn't. So, womp womp. Bogus. Total bogus move, dude. And my final top 333 story this week is that a 33-year-old woman was arrested after allegedly driving across an icy downtown canal in Indianapolis. Oh, God. I don't know why they put allegedly... In the headline, because her car had to be pulled out of the frigid water <laughs> oh after it God. broke the ice. <laughs> was she just stunting, or what? She the was just following her GPS. Oh my God! She was also drunk. Well, the GPS doesn't put the bottle in your hand, you know. No. 
And sadly, we had one article about folks coofing into coffins coming out of Illinois, where 33 counties were back at a high coof level risk. Oh, shit. Oh, that's just one, though. Just one. Just yeah. one. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotten better. There have been a few bowls without coffin coofing. It's gone way down since uh, you started tracking it first. Thank goodness. Yeah. If that's all it takes, then I'll just keep my eyes on it. Good ribbons. <laughs> oh, let's go behind the curtain. Oh, yes. Let's let's do that. That's the place to be. Oh, I forgot. Look at this. Look at what we left back here. <laughs> oh, a mess. This, this Adam Curry strain is notorious <laughs> for doing this. I got to tell Cabbage Pep. I mean, we told him already. Yeah. But it just keeps happening. Like, with the Adam Curry strain, you roll a joint, you will smoke half of it, and then you'll set it down. I've never had these big-ass <laughs> roaches around in my life until this strain, I swear. It's not a roach. It's half a joint. <laughs> exactly. Uh. It is. It is like half a J. Which, and then the you way forget. you roll them is like a full J, you know? And you forget that they exist, and you roll another one and smoke half of that one. <laughs> and next thing you know, you got 33 half joints in the uh, back. That's uh. true. Oh, make, make a grandfather blunt out of it, man. They couldn't get 33 people to show up for Brittany Griner's homecoming celebration. Oh, no. Only 20 people attended. Wow. That's, that's considered a pretty hopping WNBA event, though. <laughs> More than a handful of folks showed up. Uh, yeah, double digits, dude. <laughs> I didn't see Grittany there, though. <laughs> and so if Grittany's not at her own homecoming celebration, like, why would you go? I heard that one gonna be cake. Uh, it was uh, held at University Baptist Church about two miles away from Baylor's campus, where, of course, she played basketball. And, uh, yeah, they live-streamed it. I didn't catch the live-stream, and all I could find was clips of uh, a few of her Players, if fellow players talking about her, or the preacher saying a few words. There were people writing letters to Paul Whalen, and it was pretty sparse. I also didn't see any uh, press release about it, you know, before it happened. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if they publicized it at all. I don't know. ESPN did a write-up on it, and they tried to say, well, a lot of the people that were supposed to be here were sick. Okay. okay, good cope. Weird flex. Weird flex, yeah. Um, but it's all cope, man. If you look at the pictures, it's it's a very empty church. So. Well, if they didn't give away free food, then they fucked up. Yeah, I didn't see any food. That's how you That's how you do it. You order like 40 pizzas from Domino's, and you say, hey, free pizza at this thing. Just show the fuck up. Some of the articles even went so far as to say that two miles away, there was a house with a Trump flag. Sort of insinuating that people were too scared to go because there was a Trump flag on someone's house. What the fuck are you talking about? Or at least about? that's how I read it. Yeah, it's like, huh? I mean, really? Trump flags are around. Yeah, it's Texas, Just like too. Uh, Joe Biden flags are around. Yeah. And stickers. And those uh, gay little signs in people's yards that are like, in this house we believe that science is fruity and uh, all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yep. In this house we believe... And rainbow flags and... Love means love, gay means gay, science means science. Uh, like, they just say words mean words over and over words again. Words mean words, yeah. <laughs> you gotta love it. Like, we believe that to be a unique, a uniquely held belief and one that needs to be stated for cars driving by, in fact. Yeah. I'll never understand, but whatever. It's an interesting. To each, 
their own. And I don't think uh, signs and flags deter people from going and doing things they want to do. No, no. So, yeah. they. No, it's, a, it's a reach for an excuse, no doubt. They should have put out some food. Had a walking taco bar or whatever. Now, I mean, it's easy, man. We used to do it on campus all the time. You'd say, hey, come to this place tomorrow night because we will have a free piece of pizza for you or we will have oh, a free yeah. cookie from Hotbox Cookies. And you would get, you know, 200 people and then you'd tell the f- fucking newspaper too and you'd be like, hey, yeah, we got this big event. And you're just trying to get numbers, right? Yeah. You're just doing a number flex. You give away food. It is the cheapest way to do it and it guarantees asses and chairs you just tell everyone they, they'll eat free food they don't care about you know the cause or whatever it's going on they don't give a shit if there's a trump flag two miles away <laughs> it, it, all things will be overcome you can say hey everyone gets a donut if you show up it was such a weird filler line to put in the article about what houses in not even the neighborhood how they were decorated you know it's like, that's two miles away, man. Yeah, it's a, oh, little, well. a little goofy. Mark Fogel's sister penned an op-ed in the Philadelphia Inquirer this week asking the Biden administration not to forget about her brother, who, of course, received a 14-year sentence to the Russian penal colony for having half an ounce of weed with a medical prescription from his doctor. Boo hiss, boo hiss. And it ended with her saying that the last time she talked to him on the phone, Mark said, tell them teachers matter too. And I haven't heard the Griners really say anything about Mark Fogel, actually. But what is interesting is that Brittany's wife, Sherelle, used to be a teacher. And she does talk about that a lot. So I'm like, hey, perfect link here if you want to free all Americans. As claimed. Yeah, wrongfully detained, top of mind. Front of butt. Front of butt, more and more. You can tell. Yeah, but as we know from what we heard John Kirby say last week, they don't want to talk about it. They do not want no. to talk about no, Mark sure Fogel. They say maybe there are reasons we aren't talking about it. Yeah, sure. Everybody gets all sketchballed out. Like, oh, well, there's not much we can say about the things we can't say when we can't say things, you know? Yeah, there was a lot of stuttering. Like, what? In his interview. Okay, are you going to f- bring the guy home or not? Well, you know, all Americans, we work diligently to say what we can say and what we can't say, we won't say, but we're always working to bring all Americans home. That's right, yeah. Sure, but why isn't he wrongfully detained when it's the same charge? Mm. Why indeed? Why <laughs> indeed, man? I don't know. It's all a bunch of spy games. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's, you know... Maybe a spooky character, too, teaching embassy kids. I didn't stop them from getting uh, the basketball lady back. No. And it's not like... They did that fast. He's been there for over a year and a half. I honestly thought it would be longer or something, more resistance, but no. Basically, the only resistance was like, no, you're not getting anybody else, and we're going to get the guy we want the most, and you're going to get Brittany Griner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. As we've heard it, reported by the American media. Hmm. The story was different up until she came home because Russian media, as I had talked about on previous polls, was pitching other people that they wanted. You know, yeah, like they, saying, they they, like, uh, it sounded like they were saying, hey, you want two people, then we want two people. Yeah. 
it's just weird that we were like, okay, you can have this dude, the 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 death salesman or whatever, death of a salesman <laughs> guy, merchant of death. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but they wouldn't. They're like, ah, oh, no other guys. Like there were some guys on that list that seemed like, Meh. yeah, the assassin, yeah, special ops assassin, uh, Bitcoin guy, yeah, mon- money them, laundering Bitcoin just dude. Give him the money launderer guy, the washer. Yeah. You know, washing some money. Come on. Yeah, and we have. This guy's doing that all the time. We just want Paul Whalen. He got, what, caught at a drop or something, you know? That's the story. That's the story, Morning Glory. That's the story. And throw in Mark Fogel because he's a teacher. Come on. And he's, you know, elderly. Yeah. What good is he to you? He's not going to be able to break boulders or whatever out there for too long. Just let him die here. Yeah, precisely. It's pretty much the ask, just to boil it down. FDA has decided to fast-track a review of naloxone use without prescription. That, of course, is the overdose reversal medicine. And uh, this was specifically granted for a pharmaceutical nonprofit known as Harm Reduction Therapeutics, Inc. They are on the fast track to have their special nasal spray formulation called Revive reviewed and uh, maybe available over the counter. You know what pharmaceutical company is behind this nonprofit? Mm, which one? Purdue Pharma. Oh boy, Purdue. So it's sort of like uh community service. Yeah, they're washing their reputation, you know? Yeah. They're saying, <laughs> "Oh yeah, well, you know, we messed up, but like everything's cool now. We've got rehab centers and we've got <laughs> yeah. naloxone and we've got uh you know we're getting we're getting drugs off the street and we're cleaning people up and saving lives yeah with yeah. our safe and effective treatment all of our all of our advertising materials now accurately reflect the situation going on yeah just another one in the endless march of big pharma getting caught and then smiling and lying through their teeth some more yeah oh you want you know a fine? Yeah, we'll pay you a fine. A fine? Oh, jeez. That's fine. Oh, goodness me. We had no idea. The fine is fine. The fine is fine. Oh, you want a, you want a percent of a percent of the profits we made <laughs> in restitution? Oh, yeah. You know, we could do that. Yeah. So their uh, good PR folks said they will give away a tenth of their product. For free. Ooh. Just available for free. And then the rest will be sold to pharmacies, public sector employees, and groups that work with drug users at cost, which is about $18 a dose. That's a total drug dealer move, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Give you the taste up front. First time oh, street, second well, time I'm going to charge. We're giving away 10% of it for free. Yeah. Just you know, try it out. Try it. See if you like it. <laughs> try it and then buy it. See if it works for you. Then call us. Give <sighs> us a call be ready with the phone right here yep come visit your local drug dealer to buy the od reversal making two million doses this year oh well the I bird shite it. i love it the bird shite made my news roll too because they it seems quietly ended their partnership with the substance abuse and mental health services administration okay well now samsa as they are known added a little search feature to Twitter in 2020 so that if you were to search the word marijuana, cocaine, or heroin, 
you would get a suggestion that popped up about entering drug treatment. <laughs> oh, God, that's so gross. It said, help is available. If you or someone you know is struggling with substance use, you are not alone. And then gave the SAMHSA helpline and website info. But if you were to search cannabis, alcohol, pills, Adderall, psilocybin, LSD, fucking anything else other than those three words that I said before, nothing. Crickets. So only marijuana, cocaine, and heroin searchers need help. So... There's a uh, what is your typical user that's t- typing marijuana into this fucking <laughs> Twitter search? I know I was thinking of law enforcement or people trying right. to read the news or you find got, arrests. You got to be the cops or somebody's mom and dad to type in the word marijuana into the fucking Twitter search, right? Is you the police? That's a TBM dog. That's a total boomer move. Total boomer move. Give me a break, too. Uh, so I don't know if their agreement expired or if Elon came in and just removed it or what. There's no comments and no news stories on this. Just quiet removal. Recalcitrant boomer. That's what I say. Yeah. I don't think anyone was calling that line or visiting the website anyway. (laughs) You gotta wonder. Oh, well. Two bills are sitting on Mayor Bowser's desk in D.C. that would reshape their medical program. One of them eliminates the cap on medical licenses, allows folks 21 and older to self-certify as patients, and allows businesses there to deduct their business taxes under local statute since they can't do it under, you know, federal section 280E. Um, And then the second bill expunges possession of any amount that happened before February 15th, 2015. A very specific date with uh, nothing I could find about why they chose that date. I think their gifting program, their decriminalization program went into effect in 2014. So I guess it's like a year after that went into effect. I Mm. don't know. Weird. But Well, you got to pick a date. You make a law, you got to pick a date. Like, oh, why not this one? Yeah. You know the 1,400-page congressional spending bill? Yeah. Uh, That had a rider in it. Once again, that blocks Washington, D.C. from implementing a regulated recreational market. So they're doing the best they can without being able to go full rec, full adult use. So weird. Rohrbecker FAR amendment was still in there, though. It has been since 2014, just saying DOJ can't spend their funds on, you know, state legal businesses and such. Right. But raids do still happen. That's true. Uh, similar to a raid, True Leave, you know, they've been dealing with OSHA um, yeah. after one of their employees in Massachusetts died on the work floor. Uh, they have reached a settlement, and the settlement is that they have to undertake a study to see if cannabis dust should be classified as a hazardous chemical. Ooh. And they have to get it done by May 29th of 2023. Now, cannabis dust is like, are we talking Keefe? You know, because from my understanding, this employee who died was in the rolling room. Or you like roll and pack joints, I guess. I don't know. The whole thing is shrouded that. in mystery because, yeah. you know, the OSHA press release comes out and then Truly came out with their attorneys and were like, that's not what happened. All of this is false information. So 
I don't know, but just having to, it looks like the fines, uh, fines were reduced. Originally, they were being fined over $35,000. Now that fine is $14,000. Um, and it says that two serious items in their citation were withdrawn, and the remaining citation has been replaced by the hazard analysis. So, in the meanwhile, they have to supply information to their employees and retrain them, saying that there's some potential allergic reactions they could experience if they're working with the ground weed. So Weird. Yeah, and just, you know, hey, if you start having symptoms, switch places. Like, let someone know and go somewhere else in the workplace. Mm. We can't have you stop breathing on our work floor. Yeah, it's a bit of a problem, let's say. It's a total problem. I guess. I mean, it's just so weird. I've never heard of this before. Well, Someone gotta, dropping dead while rolling joints. Gotta come in and clean that up afterward. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh, indeed, yeah. <laughs> and we'll never know exactly what happened. No. Nah. Uh, unless, I guess, her family comes out and does, like, a full narrative. Well, I can tell you it wasn't touching the weed. <laughs> no. No. It's very strange. Anyway, in California, uh, a California Supreme Judge has decided, Supreme Court judge, decided that bongs don't need to come with warnings of cancer-causing chemicals. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Is, Especially for California. They put the cancer label on everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got Prop 65, which mandates such warnings for businesses that knowingly expose anyone to chemicals that can cause cancer or reproductive harm. And this whole case came after this group called Environmental Health Advocates filed a lawsuit against Stream Inc., who makes glass pipes, saying that pipes should come with warning labels because they're designed to bring users in contact with cancer-causing chemicals, like weed. Did you know weed was a cancer-causing chemical? Designed to uh, bring users in contact with these nuts. Yeah. And so the judge said, well, that's not exactly what Prop 65 is suggesting. You know, it says uh, it's it only applies to hazardous substances that were used to produce the item being sold, like the bong, you yeah. know, uh, not what people decide to put in it later. Uh, but I guess that um, weed is one of the things that Prop 65 covers because the CDC has claimed that chronic smoking can cause testicular cancer. <laughs> and NIDA, of course, says... Uh, it's an open question as to whether or not smoking weed causes lung cancer. Mm. So in 2009, California health officials added weed smoke to the list of potential cancer-causing substances. But since weed is not used in the making of glass pipes, there is no need to put a Prop 65 warning sticker on the bongs. The deal is like, once everything has a Prop 65 warning label, nothing has a Prop 65 warning label. Yeah. <laughs> Does nobody see this inevitable conclusion? Uh. So fun. Just put slap a sticker on it. Yeah. Another sticker, because you know there's more than one. Yeah. That's prop number 65, man. No, I thought that was a common sense interpretation, though. Right. Is the chemical actually in this product? Or do people have the option to add it later? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a Buffalo, New York firefighter who was fired for popping positive on a random drug test in 2021. Fired fighter. 
Yeah, fired firefighter. <laughs> well, he's back at work after uh, receiving a settlement on his wrongful termination lawsuit because he was a medical patient. Good. Yeah. He's been a registered patient since 2018, and he's an Air Force vet, so he uses weed to treat his PTSD, back pain, and sleepless nights. So, uh, I guess that the city, of course, says, well, with our collective bargaining agreement, all drugs are prohibited because we have to secure federal funding and weed is federally illegal. Oh, man, I know if... There was a guy coming to pull my ass out of a burning building. I wouldn't want him to be all high. <laughs> no way, dude. Put me back. Let me burn. I didn't realize you were high. Uh, God forbid. So that your back doesn't hurt so much so you can carry my choking ass out of there. It's like, at what point do we just say, hey? Can you do your job? Let's just calm down a little bit on this shit. Yeah. And it was a random test. It's not like he had any problems at work yeah or that he was using at work random tests man they just they single out weed because of the way it's metabolized it's stupid it's gross it's not a it's not an accurate way to test for impairment at all and you can even set aside the fucking impairment argument and just say look let's say there's impairment let's say there's significant impairment enough to affect the job while you're stoned let's just take that as a not getting into the debate of it that's not what a piss test shows. Piss test just shows the uh, THC could be stored in fat cells for days, weeks, up to a month, sometimes longer. It's just so silly, man. It is super silly. But, you know, the city's got to give him back pay. Good. He should get back pay. You know how much he, back pay he's getting? $420,000. Oh, that would be great, but it's 242000 well, then, that's a lot of back that's a pay. Lot of back yeah. pay. I'd take it. Yeah, I hope he had fun while he was out of work. <laughs> I hope he played a bunch of Call of Duty and they had to pay him for doing that. I hope he got through all of Red Dead Redemption. I've been uh, in a similar <laughs> situation. I didn't get no two hundred chat uh, grand at the end, but no, but he got paid to play video games. I got which paid is cool. to play video games <laughs> for a few months. Uh, and he's being reinstated to his same rank, seniority, and salary prior to termination. Yep. So that's what they got to do. That's what they got to do. And they're doing it. Good. And, fuck them. Uh, you will remember from a previous bowl that in Harker Heights, Texas, uh, the city council decided to overturn the voter approved decriminalization. Why? Well, as of today, the people have turned in enough valid signatures to overturn that repeal. And so. Double uh, super secret override. Yeah, maybe. Everything looks good. The language was approved. It's all good. And now uh, their petition will be presented for certification to the city council on Tuesday, January 10th. Show day. And my final story for Behind the Curtain tonight comes from Australia, where a politician sent out an excellent Christmas card. He is a member of parliament with the legalized cannabis party. And he photoshopped a picture of himself driving a sleigh full of weed and being pulled over by the cops. <laughs> it reads, Happy Holiblaze. I hope that Santa brings us all some cannabis and makes some reform on those outdated THC driving laws, too. Health and happiness to you and yours. He went on to talk to these journalists and say, 
Driving stoned is the equivalent of being sleep impaired. But how many people do that? Drive sleep impaired. Mm. Plenty. Yeah. It just depends. There's, it's very apples to oranges to say that too, you know? I don't know. It's different for everyone, but you know my stance. My stance is just you should be held accountable for the actual things that happen, not what could have happened while you were in X, Y, or Z state, but what actually happens. Yeah, I agree. It's just my own. It's just my own belief on it, because then you can get caught up in opinions and what ifs and pre-crime bullshit. Like, did you smash into another object? Did you hurt or kill someone? Then you're on the hook for that. Yeah, and we'll deal with it when that happens. Otherwise, not. Oh, you have a headlight out, and you or, smell like you weed. know. Are you swerving out of the lines? Like, can you, you know, like if you can't stay within the lines if you can't follow the rules of the road. There are laws for all of those things. Yep. But then we got to pull people's <laughs> blood out or pull their piss out of their body and analyze the chemical makeup of it. That part of it's just such subjective bullshit. They try to slap a one size fits all blood alcohol content they try to slap a one-size-fits-all weed test like it just doesn't work like that that's not how people work it's like the blood alcohol content too you know and to measure folks by that yeah some people are perfectly it's just an arbitrary number honestly yeah and there are uh different people who are hammered at smaller amounts than what than the than the number they pick yeah exactly uh this dude though (laughs) He's made the news before for weed uh, because he posted a photo on the fag bag where he was standing naked with what the Australians refer to as a pot plant in front of what they also refer to as his embarrassment. <laughs> I loved that. I was like, oh, you cute little queen slaves. Your embarrassment. You mean his penis. <laughs> it's not embarrassing. It's just a penis. Come on. But uh, I say what they call pot plant because they said, oh, look at him standing with this pot plant. It's not a weed plant. It's a plant in a pot. Just a normal house plant. <laughs> oh, so it's not pot. It's just a pot plant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Like damn what it. we would call a potted plant. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. A potted plant or a house plant, yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious. A pot plant. Yeah. Cunt as a pot plant. Uh, oh, my God. Those goofy folks. Under the queen. <clears throat> saying things differently than us. Yeah. What's the one that always... Schedule. That's the one that oh, triggers you. Oh, yeah. Schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say schedule, you are a red coat. <laughs> a red coat confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care what part of the uh, queen's empire you're living in. Can't be trusted. Can't be trusted. Well, I do trust, though, that uh, you always bring a fantastic behind the curtain segment. Oh, Thanks. Today's no exception. Another fantastic segment we like to hit you with around this time is the Metal Moment. Woo! Brought to you by the one and only, the crazy Sir Reverend Cyber Trucker. Yeah, Rev. Who's always uh, pulling over and laying it down on Tuesday nights for us. Uh, let's hear what he cooked up this time. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Killer on the Rampage, the sixth studio offering from the incomparable Eddie Grant, 
contained track number one, which became one of 1982's most iconic songs. Covered by Welsh band Skindred on their third album, Shark Bites and Dogfights, this song has been given a little bit of an update. From the 2009 Shark Bites and Dogfights, this is Skindred with Electric Avenue. Very nice. That was a hell of a cover. Yeah. I love that. Metal you can dance to. Whoa. Caught the tail end of a boosty steed. That's bowly steed to you. Bowly steed's in the bowl. <laughs> she boosted 7777 saying, Rev Cyber Trucker. Hell yeah. Via fountain. Thank you. And thank you, Rev Cyber Trucker. Yeah, that was great. A little uh, electric update. Yeah. Eclectic electric metal for the moment tonight. Well, you can follow him over at RevCyberTrucker at NoAgendaSocial.com. See all of his antics on the road with Kenny and Rogu out there. Just uh, trucking. Just keeps on trucking. This is what you do when you're the Rev Cyber Trucker, you know? Uh, what else you do if you're just a bowler in general is you uh, whip out that Selima phone and you dial up uh, 816-607-3663 and you tell us about the first time you ever did a dang thing. We change it every week. To a new dang thing, and this dang thing this week is this week, F tie. First time I ever <laughs> sent a text. Yes. Dundee this, texted. This week. <laughs> I don't know if you got that it was this week, uh, as opposed to last week, I guess. Yes. But yeah, Dundee texted uh, via the internet at 816 607 3663. We did actually get a text. Woo! Uh, from the one and only Sir Mike Roch. So I love when he texts me because then I can scroll through our text history. Oh, beautiful text Thanks. history. Always oh, sending me some great stuff in the text. Uh, and he says, well, do you know a prepper? Keep one rolled up in the freezer. Hey, there you <laughs> go. That's absolutely uh, based and prep-pilled. Uh, Sir Mike Roch, you can always count to have one in the freezer. Uh, but we did get some other callers. You want to hear one? Yeah. Bowl of voicemail. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Tuesday. Officially Tuesday. Actually, nice day I had today off, so I got to go running, and it wasn't dark. Well, look at you. Know, you. Nice. Enjoyable. 
and uh, I've got some rain and some wind in while running, so that makes it fun and interesting, I guess. Uh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. First text message, man, like, I don't, like, like, that was a long time ago, man, flip phones. Yeah. Actually, maybe not flip phone, maybe like a little Nokia brick phone or something like that, I'm not sure. Um, Ooh, yeah. Probably actually one of those, yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, just normal stuff. Um, I had, so I, the answer is I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember the first self, sole, uh, carrier that I had, it was unlimited text back when everybody else was like, yeah, it'd be like after a certain amount of time, yeah, and that'd be the same, uh, carrier provider or whatever and then you could like do unlimited text but like everybody I knew for the most part was like not on my carrier and, and stuff like that so remember remember how like I've never looked at like the length of text except for I remember a person or two that uh they'd be like oh man every time you send the big thing of text that's like two texts and if it's during the day you know and it adds up and blah 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 but yeah so always had phones <laughs> excuse me apologize I've always had a text where, uh, or phones where it's, it was unlimited text and, I don't know, I think it's, I think it's, you still kind of pay for that unlimited text. I don't know, at least a couple of years ago you did. Um, but obviously it just makes more sense. So, anyway, yeah. So, hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. I saw some of the, the before and after picture that, uh, oh, yeah. Sir Spencer posted on NAS. So. It's quite funny. It got right. But, uh, <laughs> anywho, yeah, we had an enjoyable time Christmas, uh, Christmas with our family, and then Christmas with my family yesterday, and all the little ones and whatnot to make things even more exciting. So this is going to keep going. All right, well, that's what Christmas this, said. This this be the end. So I love you guys. Stay dangerous. Dangerous. And uh, you know whether or not you still got another Christmas party to go to, or you know you still got some. I don't know. Uh, Gifts to send out. We still probably got a few of those. So, all right. You can always say, Hell yeah. Yeah, I got some Christmas to go still. Got some Christmas to go. (laughs) It's funny you brought up that, uh, I did a how it started and how it's going post on that. I saw that. It was wonderful. Mm. Because I just had the pre-post of everything set up. Like, it's ready to go. It was the night before. It's all like silent night, holy night type situation, you know? And then, after it was all unwrapped, I was like, damn, I could link back, because <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> fucked now. Looks like a tornado rolled through. Oh, man. And that was with us, like, throwing the wrapping paper away as we went. Can you imagine if we didn't do that? That would have been a nightmare. God, so silly. There would have been toys lost in the madness. Yes. No, there's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Man, I remember when, because uh, Servo uh, pointed out in the chat, remembering to get pissed at people like texting about K and it costs you a quarter. Oh, for just a letter K. It's like you'd get the yeah. unread in your inbox and then it would be like you'd click okay to read it and it would be like read charge 10 cents or 15 cents or whatever the hell per text you were paying. And it'd be like okay, you'd have to like confirm and pay the <laughs> the, the pennies to open it. Mm-hmm. Every time. So annoying. And yeah, I knew I knew people that would rack bills up, and I didn't understand that. I was like, really? Like I'm still, I still understand aim is a thing, right? So like I know you're out and about, but and you can't do the aim, but like we'd log into our accounts on other people in other people's houses sometimes and do like 
AOL chat, you know. That was how you do the instant talk to people. Yeah. I never had the texter until I was uh, 16 on my own. The first text I sent was not on my own phone. I sent one from somebody else's phone. I'm trying to remember if it was somebody in youth group who was older than me or if it was like my mom's phone. Mm. So my mom's the first one to get a phone in the family. And she had this old brick sprint phone with like the leather on the outside. It was like slightly smaller than your home phone oh, okay. type of thing. But it looked like that. Yeah, like the wireless phones. Mm-hmm. Then it had a green backlit L, uh, like an LCD screen. Whoa. Like the black pixel squares. And a big antenna. A big antenna that pulled out. Yeah. You could push it in and pull it out. And so easy to break. <laughs> like there was no typing on that phone. It was a scroll wheel. Ooh. So you just have you'd start at A like you're putting your initials in for winning a pinball top score. <laughs> Dang. You just start at A and have to scroll this wheel down alphabetically through and then click into the wheel for the letters. It was the worst. And my mom would sit there for fucking ages putting contacts in this thing, you know. Oh jeez. It never had texting ability. I can't remember cuz you know, you could just call and then it never had texting. And I'm just trying to remember, like, the first time I texted. It was probably, like, the brick Nokia phone. Yeah. The caller mentioned. The one that had, like, parachute on it. Oh, the like, game? And snake or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. First time, text I sent on my, old, uh, my own phone had to be to the uh, girl I was, like, long-distance dating at the time. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was, like, so uh, determined to get a Verizon phone because she was on a Verizon. <laughs> yeah. And just like Christopher Battles was saying, like, you had unlimited talk and text between your own people. So, yep. like, to other Verizon users. So, she was on Verizon. So, I was, like, scheming to get Verizon. And I would, like, text her on my friends. Like, I had a couple of buddies on swim team who had Verizon phones. So, I'd, like, text her on those phones. Weirdo. So stupid. <laughs> I remember that, though, because I, too, had Verizon. Yeah. And then everyone I wanted to text had AT&T. Oof. Yep. I had Sprint, which nobody had, except for, it, it was, like, big out here. It was, like, number four forever, you know? And then T-Mobile bottom. Yeah. So they're not even number anything anymore. But they were based out of here. I don't know oh. if that's why my mom got on that plan or not originally. But she had unlimited everything, like, first and forever. I'm not sure how she got into it, but she always made sure she kept that same plan. They'd roll out with new plans all the time, and sometimes they'd take away Unlimited, and then they'd bring it back out again. She always had it, like, ever since they first offered it. Nice. Yeah. Part is nice, because there's no going over. Like, I never had a going over moment. Yeah. I remember the first time I ever texted. Oh, yeah? Yes. I made some friends on a J-Rock forum called Batsu, if any of you were there. And they, uh, there was a thread about who was going to Anime Boston. And there were these girls from upstate New York that I had befriended over my year or so on the forum. And they were going, and I was going, so we were like, let's get in touch. They were in high school, and I was in middle school. Okay. And so they were texting. They were into the texting thing. And one of them was like, give me your number. I'll send you a text so you have my number. And I was like, a text? Oh, <laughs> I'd never done it. What is this a sorcery? I've never done a text. I'd do one. 
and she texted me, and I texted her back, and we went back and forth a few times, and then, uh, you know, the bill came in, and uh, my grandma was paying the bill at that time. She was like, you know, and she really pays attention. She's like, what is this $2.50 charge here about? And I was like, oh, shit. And I told her about, oh, I was texting this friend I'm meeting up with at the con, and she was like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Because it's not free. Tell her to get Verizon. That was her answer. Tell her to get Why Verizon. Why don't you tell her to switch her plan provider? But the phone I had, I looked it up before the show. It was a Samsung SCH A670. Okay. And it, too, had... It was a gray flip phone. Um, and it had the little antenna with the thing you could pull out that I really liked fucking with. I don't know how I never broke it. But, man, I, I used to load that phone up with charms hanging off the antenna. Just cute little stupid things <laughs> I would get at uh, from Boston and Chinatown, whatever. Uh, yeah, my mom totally had this. Yeah. It was the Sprint issue, but it was the exact same phone, actually. Yeah, old reliable, man. You could throw that thing across the room and it would not break or anything. It was gnarly. Remember how it was cool to have the flip phone have its own screen you could set its own background to that screen too yeah yeah oh my god and then i from there i remembered my favorite phone that i ever had it was called the envy en capital v and it was like flipped sideways like a keyboard i remember people having those i think those were verizon exclusive that one was, but what was the... People had sidekicks. The sidekick, oh, yeah. Oh, dang, those phones were so fucking cool. Yeah, I remember uh, this girl I liked had a Verizon Envy. But yeah, the Envy was the best. Oh, I could and she could so like, fast. And she could do it with her thumb blind on that keyboard, Yeah, too. you don't need to look. You can feel the keys and you know where you are. My side-scrolly thing that I had like this was a Sprint version, but it slid. Instead of opening like a book, it slid up and down. Mm-hmm. They, the screen slid apart from the back of the phone. Huh. It wasn't built well, though. I was going to say that Especially for me, who's a fidgety person. Easy to break. Yeah. First phone I ever had was the Katana, though. Oh, the Katana. Yeah, I can't remember who uh, who did the Katana. It was like, it was the answer to the Razor, but okay. we, we didn't have the Razor, right? Yeah, that cool flat Sonyo, that was it. Yeah, I had a blue Sonyo Katana. That was the first cell phone i ever got nice and my mom like was surprising me with this phone like she had just bought them i i didn't know this no i didn't know she had them ready right she had like signed us up on her plan for a family plan so she had new devices ready to give us and i was like pulling out all these stops trying to get on verizon and like trying to set this verizon phone up and i just like wouldn't go wouldn't go and instead of just like leading me gracefully into it or whatever she just like got all offended by like my insistence was like i already got these like threw about like i already had a phone when i was like trying to make this pitch for verizon oh man that kind of reminds me of your mom's answer to your sister telling you was this to ask santa for the boots instead of them now that you mention it yeah i see a pattern yeah it's like (laughs) how you ruin the surprise i was like why didn't you just tell me why didn't you just tell me and this is why i hate surprises oh man yeah, it's like don't why why do you keep letting me do it? Like so she just like would get madder and madder every time, you know? Oh, this is gonna be a surprise. It's like I'm surprised. I'm pretty fucking surprised because I keep trying to do this Verizon thing and I don't know why you're being so pissed. Yeah. 
Uh, That's cool. The razor. And then I felt is like cool. a total dipshit, you know. Yeah. Because here I got this phone for free. I'm like trying to scheme ways to pay for a phone. Yeah, you could take the battery out. Remember those days? I do remember. Yeah, that's how all my early phones were until I got an iPhone in college age right. times. That sucked. Um, I, mi- I immediately missed buttons. Right. T9 was king. Yeah. Nothing beat T9. Uh, this next caller has a a story for us. Face to the screen, bowlers. Hey. hey. Face to the screen's back. In the you bowl. know, I was just thinking... Uh, I was looking at my old emails earlier. I was getting ready to delete a bunch of shit out of my email inbox, and I ran across an old email from Spencer where I had uh, I had sent some friendly uh, constructive criticism about the uh, like some stuff that the bowlers were saying about fentanyl. And yeah, I remember. You know, it's it's a touchy subject, you know, for everybody. I mean, I, it, it might be overhyped the dangers of fentanyl, but I do know that when I worked in the pharmacy, it was hyped up as being much more potent than other drugs. And, uh, you know, Spencer really did send me a very well thought out email in reply. I just actually didn't, I guess I didn't see it until today. Oh, damn. Cause I sent the first initial email like a couple months ago, I think at least. And, yeah. uh, but you know, time flies anyway, but it was a very well thought out email on Spencer's part. And it, uh, did actually assuage some of my fears, the stuff about fentanyl, but, you know, I still just think it's something to watch out for, and I think that everybody should just bark up a bowl, you yes. know, maybe yeah. drink a beer, smoke Absolutely. some pot, and uh, yeah. the really heavy stuff for when they really need it. Because, like, I'm, you know, abusing fentanyl or abusing even morphine or heroin or abusing stuff like that is yeah. no good. Or Tylenol 3 you know? even, yeah. Um, I agree. But I still think that people should be at liberty to make their own decisions. Uh, anyway... Like I said, uh, glad to hear from you guys, and uh, Happy New Year in the bowl. Likewise. Cheers, my man. Yeah, in the bowl. Happy New Year. I totally forgot about that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I think that we're in total agreement uh, when it comes to fentanyl, because we've said many times um, that and other opiates, you know, are... They got to be strictly reserved on a personal level. I'm talking about on a personal level. I'm not talking about legislation or... You know what you're telling other people to do. I'm just saying, like, if you want to live a good life and not get fucked up, then you have to reserve the use of uh, all these opiates for specific short-term use when you actually need them, like serious traumatic pain, and and not for long-term serious traumatic pain. There's right. there has to be solutions in a different direction for the long term, because long-term opiate use is just it sucks, man. It ruins ruins a lot of people and um our our kind of gripe with the fentanyl thing is it's like singled out and heavily exaggerated all of the claims around fentanyl trying to separate it out from this other class of drugs and really like uh fentanyl it, it is more potent for sure but like most of it is like when it's oh you're gonna touch it and it's gonna kill you and that kind of shit or not even come into contact with it but be in the same room and somehow it like telepathically kills you or Or they'll always have a seizure enough to kill a hundred like enough to kill 15,000 people like they'll say x amount x lethal doses were found you know in any kind of amount yeah even if it's like a little gram or some shit so but yeah no this is like definitely not something to be encouraged the use of, for sure. Oh, no, no. For sure. Uh, if anything, though, uh, we do like 
wish the fool plant medicine was the one that was first and easily available. Oh yeah. And first prescribed and first recommended, which is just the opium itself, like just the straight just the from <laughs> just straight from the poppy plant opium itself. Like use that as a plant medicine. Before you go to the next all this pharmaceutical nastiness that's gotten out of control. Yeah. Like nature already came up with a pretty good solution. Yeah, why you gotta cut it? Man just bastardizes it for profit. That's the problem. Anyway, not to go all hippie on you. Oh, we have a follow-up. What am I doing? Uh, face to the screen again, bowlers. Uh, hey. You know, I don't think I've shared this with anybody else yet, but the uh, the idea struck me the other day uh, as I was walking down the street and somebody kind of like kind of gave me a funny look and I was thinking, uh, no, baby, I don't give a damn what you think of me don't give a damn what you think of me cause baby you ain't the first to walk on by me with that funny little smirk <laughs> so why don't you go fuck yourself nah I'm just kidding that's <laughs> the go fuck yourself part just new but anyway in the bowl in the bowl in the bowl in the bowl he weirded out with him. He did his own little Weird Al in that song. I love it. Oh, Face the, of the Screen has a great voice. He does. He has a solid voice. Needs a podcast. You make a good, excellent point. I'm writing down the transcription came up with funny little Smurf, and I couldn't resist. <laughs> uh, funny little Smurf. Very nice. Thank you, Face of the Screen. It's good to hear from you again, my brother. Uh do you have any other voicemails? Uh, we do indeed. There's one hot right here. You want it? Yeah. Hot and fresh. Here it comes. Hold it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beautiful sunset kisses to the bowlers. I hope everyone has had a very Merry Christmas. Most indeed. Woo! No matter if you spent that with your family, your friends, or by yourself. I hope everyone got what they wanted and needed. And a happy new year from down here near New Orleans, baby. Hey, it is Laren. I hope everyone's having a great time. Beautiful oh, show. Definitely. Just got in Cheers. from Texas. Had the chance to grab this pen and throw on the last string. Everyone enjoy. Peace. Peace. Larry, good to hear Peace. from you, brother. Yeah. I love hearing from Larry. Welcome back to the Big Easy. No, Larry. That's a trip we got to make. I know, dude. I know so many New Orleans people and uh, worked at New Orleans places enough to just... Uh, have like a cultural appreciation and love for New Orleans without still having been there at all. It's so goofy. Yeah. We're right up the river. Yeah. Well, uh, if we get ourselves a camper, we could do a lot of things, I think. Put it on the to-do list. (laughs) It's on there, baby. It's right on there. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. I hope, uh, I hope everyone got what they wanted to for Christmas. Yeah. We had a great one. Here, this is what I got you. This is what you wanted. Yeah, you did. I had seen that electric kettle, and I said, I am putting this on the would-be-nice-to-have list. Right. And then, boom, it showed up under the tree. How do you like that? Yeah, because it's just like, I looked at it a second time, but I was all alone. And I was like, 
it was weird because at very first I almost didn't get it because I was like searching my brain. Did we already get this? Oh, no. <laughs> and I really had to think about it for a while. And by the end, I was like 95% sure we didn't get it. And I figured the 5% could come bring it back to the shop. <laughs> yeah. Keep the receipt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's what's for a new F-tie? Uh, I like the first time I ever got a present I didn't want. Oh, that's a good one. Because of the Cocoa Melon sucks. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good one. First time I ever got a present I hated or didn't want. <laughs> it could be Christmas or birthday or like uh, whatever. A just pink just, nightmare. You just open it up and you're like, uh, 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 what? Really? This is like ruined the hype of opening it. That's what we want. First time I ever... First time I ever got a present I didn't want. Which uh, leads us to one more thing left to do. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. In Rhode Island, there's a man who created a 400-piece nativity scene that's 50 years in the making. Holy Moses. Yeah, he's 80 years old. And <laughs> I guess it was, I should have been like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a little bit better, but... <laughs> I've got my characters mixed up. <laughs> uh <laughs> this man moved to America from Italy 40 years ago, and his dad always set up an elaborate nativity scene when he was a kid. So in 1975, he started building his own and has since passed it down to his children to add to. Uh, they didn't have a Christmas tree, just this huge nativity scene that initially started in a spare bedroom and then took up an entire floor of their home. And so then... Uh, his wife was like, you got to do something with this. You can't take up a whole floor of our house with this nativity scene. So he had it set up at a church for a while, but then decided, eh, you know, kind of like having it close by. So he built a see-through shed using plexiglass next to his house Whoa. and starts setting it up every year in October and kind of redesigns it each year. Uh, but it's, you know, free for people to come visit and see. And he gets all of his statues from Italy and builds all of the houses himself. It is very intricate. He also, there's like some grass on the ground, and he said that's moss that he collects himself from the woods. Mm. So he takes it down on January 6th every year when they celebrate the Epiphany. Makes sense. Yep. In fact, it makes nothing but sense. Nothing but sense. And, you know, people getting... Confused over holiday decorations. This seems to be a thing that happens, so I guess this next story makes nothing but sense. Never a dull moment. Duty still calls at Christmas time. Had a male standing outside. He is naked. He has a robe covering part of his body. He is exposing himself, and he has a hose between his legs. The cops were here a laughing, hose? taking pictures. Um, it's going to be Uncle Eddie. He's tenacious. Remainder will be clear. Oh, Cousin Eddie. Oh, Uncle Eddie. A cringy character from... Christmas vacation. <laughs> That's a good one. Everybody knows the words to it. Everybody's seen it a hundred times. Joni Keeney brought the gassy, foul-mouthed relative with a plumbing problem. Shitter. Shitter's full. Shitter's full. Come on. They bleep that out. Everybody yeah. has a Cousin Eddie. And their family, everybody. She told me she was looking for a mannequin, and I was like, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> Keeney found this one, put a robe on him, a cigar in his mouth, and a beer in his hand. We don't drink, so we had to borrow a, 
our neighbor's beer can. My husband drank the beer so she could have the, the beer can. What a guy. Everyone except that lady who called the cops. But it can be difficult to see through the blinds, right? We'll give it that excuse, yes. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, imagine calling the police on a mannequin. <laughs> My favorite part was when they were like, he's naked wearing a robe. But exposing himself with a hose. It's like, what is it? Is it a hose? Is it a penis? Is he naked or is he robed? <laughs> we can't be all these things. Uh, we don't drink beer, so we had our neighbor drink the beer for us. I know. What a lame thing to put in the story. They were kind enough to drink the beer. Thank you for drinking a Budweiser. Ain't that quaint. Y'all don't drink no beers. And then why would you put a line from the movie and that you have to bleep out? Yeah, that got me, dude. Shooter's full. Just freaking play it. Yeah, if you're going to pull the fucking well-known quote, shitter's full, like, either it's too edgy for your dumbass nighttime news show uh, prep world, in which, don't fucking clip it, or it's hilarious and you know everybody will love it, so clip it and don't bleep it out. Yeah, exactly. Especially with a stupid bloop bloop sound or whatever. Yeah, it sounds like their so audio f- fucked up. It's like you still posted the clip. Everyone knows that the quote is shitters full. Why would you bleep it? It just makes for horrible <laughs> audio, man. Because it's already like a, th- a third of a second. Yeah. Ah, that's so frustrating. It is. It is. <laughs> Your news media at work. Yeah. J school uh, kids. Well. In Tennessee, a man is accused of burning down a Christmas tree along with a child's presents. And I'm not just talking about a scene from Jingle All the Way. (laughs) I guess that's what this dude decided to do after he got into it with this lady and her brother earlier in the day. I don't know, just ruin her Christmas by breaking into her apartment and burning the tree down. He stole some of the presents. Uh, and then he went back and he took a child's blanket, wrapped it around the Christmas tree, and set it all on fire. But he was kind enough to open a window to vent it and cover the smoke detector so that hopefully it didn't go off and, uh, you know, make everyone evacuate. <laughs> I don't think it worked, though, because, you know, law enforcement showed up. Yeah. He got arrested. And uh, the only good news with this story is that the police department was able to replace all of the child's presents and then add a few extras. Happy ending. Yeah. It's pretty pretty screwed to steal a kid's, you know, Christmas presents, even if it is Turbo Man. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, get a hold of yourself. You know, I I solved their Christmas vacation problem from earlier, by the way. Oh, yeah? They should have just pulled that. You serious, Clark? Then they wouldn't have to believe it. That's it's a, great a great line. It's a, one of the best Eddie drops in the whole movie. You serious, Clark? Oh, we're serious. And they could have rolled right back into their bullshit report. And it fits with the story, too. And then they don't have to bleep it out, so nobody's a like, lady, huh? What did they say? A lady called the police on a mannequin? You serious? That you serious, works. Clark? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. But, you know, here we are. Yeah, well, you know. Professional no one, podcasters. No one asks me. No. <laughs> So it's uh, too late. We just get to make fun of the mainstream media. The right. lamestream media. Oh, nights were gather. Oh, it just... I cut so much out of that a fluff piece story, too. Like, it was such a long clip. They talked about a dog posing for photos with it that looked like snots. And just all these... She made a chair with the cat burned to the bottom of it. <laughs> oh, my God. It was just too That's much. That's extra. But, yeah. It, the, the audio work... 
was just so bad. It was so horrible. Music playing over the guy talking at terrible levels, uh, and it was hard to listen to. Learn your audio, J school kids. <laughs> or don't. Some people listen to podcasts instead, because it's much more enjoyable. There you go. Also enjoyable is when a nice story comes up, like this human interest piece where a buffalo couple saved a mentally disabled man from freezing to death in the blizzard. Nice. It is worth noting that the last time I checked, that blizzard death toll in Buffalo, New York was at 33. Uh Uh-oh. So, could have been 34 if it wasn't for this lady and her boyfriend who heard a man yelling for help outside. Uh, She happened to be sleeping on the couch waiting for her kids to arrive because they were stranded at her cousin's house, and she was nervous about, well, if you come, you better make it here. And If you're going to stay there, then, you know, (laughs) be safe. I don't know. But anyways, she sent her boyfriend out, and there is this guy being just totally blown around the blizzard. So he carried him in. Dude's hands were encased in ice, and he had been carrying a shopping bag, which was frozen to his arms. So the woman used a blow dryer to melt off the ice from his hands and cut the bag off his arm. He had a, fing- a ring on his finger, and his finger was so swollen and turning black, she had to clip that off for him. Mm. So she finally got him talking. She found out his name was Joe. He is 64, but he has the mental capacity of an 11-year-old. And he lived in a group home a few blocks away, but couldn't remember his address. What he could remember, though, was his sister's phone number. So she was able to get in touch with his sister, and the two of them started working calling 911 to try and get him some help. Yeah. But uh, dispatch said, sorry, we don't have any first responders out. We're not going to be able to get anyone over there because of the blizzard and such. So great. She decided to teleconference a doctor, and the doctor gave her the answer she knew. Hey, that guy has some serious frostbite and needs to be taken to a hospital. So then she went to uh, her social medias, and a group of men decided to come out in their pickup truck and plow her driveway and take Joe along with her to the hospital so that he didn't have to go alone with a group of new strangers. Um, But she cared for him all through Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I guess uh, he works at a movie theater where he's worked since he was 17, and he was just on his routine, just going to work, and then... Uh, got there and it was closed because of the blizzard. So he decided to try and walk home, but got disoriented. Anyway, he's at the hospital now and his sister hasn't been able to get there, but she's talked to him on the phone and said, he sounds pretty weak, but they said he's in stable condition, but he might lose his hands because of the fourth degree frostbite he received. But if it wasn't for this couple, he would be dead. Yeah. So... It was just a sweet story. A Merry Christmas. Yes, a Merry Christmas. Some Christmas angels looking out for strangers. Oh, this was a horrible story that the New York Post ran. Oh, no. A wife forbid her husband from taking a nap on Christmas Day. Oh, what? Is this news? (laughs) This is posted in the lands as a hate read because... What's it about? It's about someone who posted on uh, some lame-ass social media site, you know. Am I the asshole? Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, making a rule in your house that your husband can't take a nap. 
And why? What are her reasons? Oh, he naps every day. Well, maybe you should take a nap. Maybe you need to take a nap. Yeah. Because you sound miserable. You sound miserable, exactly. And you know what her biggest gripe was? When he takes a nap, that leaves me alone with the kids. Like big oofs if your kids are that horrible that you can't handle them alone. Oh, my God. Also, I will say, everyone took a nap here on Christmas Day. Uh, I napped hard on Christmas after all that shit was done, but before we went over to Charles' place, yeah. Yeah. And it, it wasn't planned or anything, but we napped at slightly different times. You know, our nap, it was like, I yep. fell asleep on the couch feeding the baby. And then you fell asleep with the new blanket on your nice rocking chair. And then the kids, you know, I don't remember if they took naps. But the baby take definitely you a did. nap. Yeah, take you a nap. That's what I would say to that woman if I met her. Oh, my God. Imagine being upset that someone is sleeping. <laughs> I know. It reminds me of that Chris Cocker clip, bro. One of my favorite YouTube rants. I think it's jealousy. Of all time. As he says. Here. Let's see. I don't like people that wake other people up from sleep. I think it's jealousy. <laughs> Tell it. I think it's jealousy. I agree. I don't care if it's a teenager that lives in your house. I don't even care if it's a 50-year-old, 40-year-old that is still living at home with mom and dad. I don't care if it is your roof that someone is sleeping under. How can someone being asleep bother you? And you must be you must get bothered very easily <laughs> yes. if someone laying their little head down, innocent and pure, like an angel emoji con, is laying there <laughs> like this. If that bothers you, then you really need to be cussed out when the person wakes up so bad <laughs> that you wish they was asleep. Because <laughs> I know if somebody wakes me up from asleep. And I ain't got a full eight to nine hours. You're going to want to hit me so damn bad in my mouth that you wish I was asleep. <laughs> I think it's jealousy. I think it's jealousy. If you... Hello? Sleeping is one of the most peaceful things a human being can possibly do. And you're going to, hey, it's three o'clock. Hey, it's four o'clock. Wake up. And the person probably ain't even got nothing to do. I ain't talking about, like, waking your kids up for school, nothing like that. I'm talking a person being asleep bothers you because you think it's laziness. Really? Well, if someone being conked out, passed out asleep bothers you so damn bad, maybe you need to take a nap. Because you sound miserable. That is cruel. To wake a person up who is trying to catch some Z's? That makes me mad. That makes me think something is wrong with you. Uh. Waking somebody up who's trying to let their body rest. Hey, it's four o'clock. Hey, it's five o'clock. Since when does an unconscious person want to know what time it is? Get a grip. (laughs) Take you a nap. And not a cat nap. Take you a bear nap, bitch. Wake me up from my sleep. You better be glad I ain't your son, daughter, or cousin, or whoever lives in your damn house. Oh, well, you're living under my roof. You don't need to sleep all day. You need to sleep all day, night, winter, summer, spring. Worrying about people sleeping. Must not take a lot to piss you off. (laughs) Shit. You're going to get flipped off, and I'm going to fucking hackle the shit out of you. Shit. Uh, yeah. That's the Leave Britney Alone guy. Yeah, that's the Leave Britney Alone guy. It's the only <laughs> other video I know he has done. Of Leave Britney Alone fame. Yeah. 
Uh, I know someone who wishes they could have taken a nap while the blizzard was going on. Who's that? That's this sports reporter by the name of Mark Woodley in Iowa. He got called in to cover the blizzard, and I decided to clip him because it was hilarious. Uh-oh. What better time to ask the sports guy to come in about five hours normally uh, earlier than he would normally wake up, go stand out in the wind and the snow and the cold and tell other people not to do the same. I didn't even realize that there was a 3.30 also in the morning. Tune in <laughs> for the next couple hours to watch me progressively get crankier and crankier. The outdoors currently is not heated. Well, I'll tell you what, Ryan, I've, I've got good news and, and I've got bad news. The, the good news is that I can still feel my face right now. The bad news is I kind of wish I couldn't. Can I go back? <laughs> my regular job. I, I'm pretty sure, Ryan, that you guys added an extra hour to this show just because somebody likes torturing me because compared to two and a half hours ago, it is just getting colder and colder. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that is bullshit. Yeah, he's a sports reporter, man. That's not his beat. And they had him standing outside that whole time, pitch black with the snow coming down. That would piss me the fuck off, dude. Yeah, me too. I thought he handled it pretty well, honestly. Yeah. But I think he's right. Someone was out to get him. That'd be a kiss my dick moment, dude. I walked Quit from on places. Air. I've walked from places over pettier shit than yeah. that, for sure. Or yeah. just not show up. Yeah. Fuck you. Play your ads. Play yeah. some filler fluff piece. I know get you somebody, got them. Get some other sucker to do that shit. Or you do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in Houston, the cold is causing bats to freeze and fall from where they're sleeping on bridges. Oh, damn. Yeah. More than 100 frozen bats have fallen. Oh, my goodness. And the Houston Humane Society is out to rescue them. So they're putting some rubber padding on these uh, bridges, trying to bat-proof the area, adding some warming bins to tuck them into surprisingly 99% that they have seen fall have remained alive. Mm. And so they're just being taken into the Humane Society for rehabilitation. That's wild, man. Yeah. Frozen in sleep. Turn into a fall. icicle and fall. Yeah. But Crack live through it. or smash it. Oh, that would be awful. I know. Poor bats. Somebody please think of the bats. Uh, think of your ass, too, before you shove big things into it, because... This guy in France, well, he had the whole bomb squad in the hospital when he decided to lodge a World War I explosive into his butt. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was a collector's item, I guess. This shell. <laughs> and uh, dude's 88 years old. We should start there. He shows up and he's like, man, I got a bomb stuck in my ass, I guess, oh, no. because immediately the whole it's place the big one. was evacuated. Oh, God. Patients, doctors, everyone's leaving and the bomb squad gets called in. This isn't like the time the guy shit in a Home Depot. He's got a real bomb no. in his ass. Yeah. Oh, a, no. Yeah. The big boom, boom bomb. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's not a more descriptive, but <laughs> yeah, like this... Uh, I don't know, it's like an artillery shell, I guess. It's eight inches long and more than two inches wide. Oh, my God. It was lodged in there. They had to cut into his abdomen to remove it. While the bomb squad stood by in case the guy blew up. 
That's very stressful. Yeah. Was he trying to, I'm sorry, did you say, was he trying to like sneak it somewhere or? No. Did he, he just read Fat Boy on the side and was like, all right, I know where to put this. That second one. Oh, no. It was for sexual pleasure. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 80, 88 <laughs> years old. This is a very adventurous man. Oh, he's like, I've tried everything except for a bob. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he might think like, twice next time. Nothing gives me the spark anymore. Let's up the ante. <laughs> I got this big in over here. Mm. Oh my god, bro! Yeah, big oofs. Imagine causing an entire hospital to evacuate, and then you have <laughs> to have an audience for your surgery because they're like, oh. "Yeah, <laughs> the bomb squad is putting up like, don't poke it here, here, rubberized walls around your butthole." <laughs> <laughs> I guess the bomb squad came in though, and they were like, "Oh, it's very unlikely to explode." <laughs> it's but dead. We're pretty sure <laughs> we'll stay here. Yeah, that would be a way to go. <laughs> You'd have to make sure it was a dud, right? Uh, Don't you think? Or is that part of the thrill? I think it could be part of the thrill. It's like, it's not the same if it can't go off. Yeah. <laughs> Blast into outer space, man. I pull the pin of a grenade and then just, I have to clench to keep the handle shut. <laughs> it's part of the rush. Oh. Yeah. That was a hell of a story, man. Oh my god, I, uh, yeah. That's... I was excited to put that one on the line. <laughs> I bet you were. Not so exciting. The TSA says that a man tried to hide gun parts in peanut butter jars. Oh my god. But they couldn't get past him, and this is why you don't fly commercial. Yeah. <laughs> this was another Rhode Island man. TSA is proud to say they've stopped over 6,000 firearms from making it onto planes this year. Damn. And they point out that 88% of those were loaded. Loaded. Like, what do you expect a firearm to be? Yeah. But they've maxed out the civil penalty for getting also, caught with a firearm on a plane. I'm interested to see what their definition of loaded, loaded is. Loaded is, yeah. Like, does it mean like racked and chambered, or does it just mean bullets in bullets the clip? Bullets in the clip, I think, is what it means. Oh, well, I could be wrong, but yeah, like I would hope they're loaded in that case. Like, what's the point? <laughs> also, many that would be like locked and racked as well, but yeah, I don't think 88%, though. No, 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 I, that's why I think. And again, you know, this is just my assumption here is that they're just bullets in the clip, mm. but yeah, like I was saying, the civil penalty is maxed out if you get caught with a firearm going through TSA. And it's currently 14,950 doll hairs. Jeez. So, don't do it. That's an expensive fuck up. Yeah. yeah. Don't fly commercial. I'm driving forever, dude. Drive. Don't or, worry, we've already established it. Yeah, get a private pilot friend. Or license yourself. Yeah, yeah. well, f fly with somebody I know. And then let me know. Yeah. myself. Or not at all. Not at all, we'll probably just drive. No more commercial shit. And my final story for the lanes tonight comes from an auction where the original mechatronic model of E.T. sold for $2.56 million hairs. Wowie zowie. Yeah. This auction was from Julian's Auctions, entitled Icons and Idols Hollywood, and it was held in partnership with Turner Classic Movies. There were more than 1,300 Hollywood artifacts being auctioned off. Mm. Uh, this was... Seemed to be the most exciting one, though. The moving E.T. robot. 
The actual ET. But it's just the the mechanical bones. Sure. It doesn't yeah. have the, all the skin and stuff on it. Because uh, it was just a model. But it's got 85 points of movement, which is very cool. Including, of course, the extendable neck. Nice. A very E.T. feature. Definitely. Gotta do that boing-oing thing. Yeah. No doubt. The boing-oing thing. I love that thing. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, I like to boing-oing every once in a while. Boing-oing in the bowl. That's right. Oh, that's a good lanes, man. Not too bad. That's a wild ones in there. Caught me off guard. Yeah, big ass bomb. <laughs> big ass bomb. The ass bomb was <laughs> ridiculous, man. <laughs> oh, well, you never know what to expect. But uh, you know it's going to be another fresh bowl every Tuesday night. We thank you for joining us for this one. Join us again next Tuesday and every Tuesday. On and on, bowl after bowl, week after week. 9 p.m. Central Time. Right after DH Unplug wraps up on the No Agenda stream. Till then. I will remain Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I will be Dame DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. You in for a bitch start sucking. But the business model fucked us all. Oh, give it to me. So hard. So, so, so hard. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. the bold.